combat time! Hello and welcome to another episode of Combat Time. I'm one of your hosts, Yassine, and I'm joined by Jay. Hello, hello. And Josh. Well, I'm always last lately. Hmm. So, Are you? I don't know. I'm past couple times. I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm just you know, just noticed. I feel like observed. Every time I do the intro, I feel like I'm like, oh, I, I probably did Josh's first. I'm gonna do Jay's first. Right, yeah, but try I guess to I always it, do you know? Josh last. Yeah. yeah, I'm usually the last one, dude. Like, kind of, at least when you're seen host, I'm always the last one. Really? Yeah, I think so. Well, we try to be fair in this podcast. Uh, you know. But we also have bad memories. Yeah, we don't yeah, we do. Yeah, we stuff. do have bad memories. That's true. Which, so, you know, I by the know. way, I haven't host. I haven't technically, quote-unquote, hosted in, in a while. Uh, I'll probably be in the next one, dude, but uh, you see. Should we, re- you want to restart on the fly and you host? No, fucker. No, I'm fine. <laughs> Obviously, you have to host this one because you're the one with the painful, perhaps traumatic experience of playing what we're talking about yes. today. <laughs> yes, that's true. So the, the the topic of today's podcast will be our review of Mortal Kombat Mythologies colon Sub-Zero. I thought you said Poland. So for the second there. Poland? Like Sub-Zero Poland, Sub-Zero. Not everything's about Poland, Josh. Fuck I know, you. Josh. We Fuck know you're you. from there, but so. Fuck yeah. you! <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> got a little, a little, I didn't mean to get that emotional. Sorry. <laughs> so much anger in his heart when he said that. If anyone should be angry, it's me for having to play this game. <laughs> yeah, you've seen... Um, we, Josh and I had the... Well... I, I can't speak for Josh, but I had the pleasure of watching you play this game, and the amount of times, the amount of death, and the amount of entertainment that I had watching you play this game, I don't think it ever be recreated. It was my Christmas present um, over the course of the last year, wow. so I thank you so much for this, and you have showed me you have showed me so many wonders of the reasons why I will never play this game. I don't know <laughs> if it was that good for me. It was good for you. Um, I don't know if it was that good for me, but. Uh... I did enjoy watching you play it, and I, I'm so, I'm gonna, I try to be better, but I, I didn't get to play this, uh, I never got the N64 version that I ordered, and I didn't, uh, didn't follow up and try reorder it, so, uh, and I never chased it down, so, I'll experience it someday, I mean, I played it as yeah. a kid, but. So, if, in case you're, you're listening to us and are confused, uh. Basically, I bought the PS1 version of the game, you know, full-on disc, everything. And I basically played it on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash combat time pod. And I played it over the course of like, you say like a month and a half? More or less. Uh, You beat it in about three or four sittings, too. We had had a little bit of a break uh, before you beat beat it in the last sitting. Yeah, so basically, I played the game in Josh and Jay were on stream with me and they watched and we had a few people on stream here and there which was fun uh it was really fun like testing out how to actually stream from my computer so we'll we'll definitely you know try to do more streams in the future whether it's like you know 
games that we plan to review or just, you know, random fighting games that we want to play or something. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, shout out to... Yeah, shout out to Damian Damaski, um, who has been a who has been a guest with us on um, on a previous episode. He was actually on our Twitch stream with us, sort of like helping us out, watching and giving us little tips and tricks, or giving us scene tips and tricks. Yes, if it wasn't for him, uh, you seen would have known how to beat Fujin, the first fucking boss. Yeah, yeah, Damian helped me out a lot on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Neil was. Uh, I think Neil showed up at one point. Yeah, Neil popped well, in at least twice. Yeah, uh, we had some people from you know the. Mortal Podcast and Mortal, uh, MK PodQuest community show up a few times. So that was pretty cool. I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, I was the main one, the main, uh, would I call myself a guinea pig or Ooh. a sacrificial victim? I don't know. Definitely the latter. Sacrificial Definitely victim. the latter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely the latter. Um, a little background on, info on Mortal Kombat. Uh, mythology Sub-Zero, which is a mouthful of a title, by the way. Um, <laughs> it came out in 1997, uh, October 1st for the PlayStation and December 8th for the N64. Um, the story basically takes place before the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, and it is the story of Sub-Zero, Lin Kuei Assassin, being basically... Uh, hired by Quan Chi to get a map in order to find the amulet that turns out to be Shinnok's amulet. And then as soon as he gets it back, Raiden is like, you idiot, what's wrong with you? Why'd you do that? And then mm-hmm. basically tasks him to go get it back. So he basically has to redo, uh, undo what he did. And then he fights a lot of people in a lot of confusing stages. That's a guy a dinosaur that breathes fire. Don't forget that. A dinosaur that breathes fire that's being ridden by a random, like, night, um, medieval we'll knight dude looking dude. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, then, it, you know, it goes from that and then it ends with him, you know, reclaiming the amulet and everything and then he gets hired by Shang Tsung and that's where MK1 basically starts. Yeah. Did I get that right, Josh? Not really uh, hired by, by Shang Tsung, but more more or less invited to, to come compete in the tournament. Oh, right. Yeah. Which does run counter to the original game storyline where Sub-Zero was going to the tournament specifically to assassinate Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that, that got retconned a little bit, but... True. Also, there's something I want to say about that final scene that I'll say later when we when we get to it after we get done talking about <sighs> after we cover ground talking about Rich Divizio and his wonderfully hammy portrayal as Quan Chi. <laughs> oh right, yeah. If we in case we wanted to like, so basically the characters that are in this game. I mean, obviously we have Sub Zero. Otherwise, why would they call it a Sub Zero game? Uh, mm-hmm. Who is played by John Turk, who plays the oh that was John Turk, yeah. Voice too, or, or just the, the uh, model? I don't know. Yeah, probably just John Turk. Oh, okay. I think it was voiced by him. I mean, granted, it's kind of hard to tell because he has the mask on, so it's not like you can see his lips moving. But I never got any indication it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. So, but I could be wrong. Uh, apparently, he he also plays Scorpion in the gameplay parts of it. Yeah. 
And I wasn't it yeah. Sal DeVita that played Scorpion in the FM? Well, Scorpion yes. wasn't in the FMVs, was he? I think he was. I don't recall seeing it. I know. I, I don't think Scorpion was in any like was in any FMVs. Now, I do remember reading be. that though that he's credited. The, the he's credited the FMV. He must be in the beginning. Though. So you know what? We didn't fucking experience the full game because we never saw Scorpion FMV. What's up with that? Oh, because I killed over. because I didn't kill him. Wait, oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't fatality him like you're supposed to, but we were still figuring out the game because you fight Scorpion fairly early on. I, mean, I never game, did actually. a fatality in the whole game. Uh, if you That's don't true. count the, the free shatters every time as a fatality. I mean, yeah, but... And I still swear up and down you fight Scorpion a second time as he's no. you know, a, a revenant or a specter or whatever. But I think you're supposed did. to do a fatality and then maybe he becomes a revenant? Then it activates him coming up. Yeah, we didn't experience the full game, y'all. You gotta go back. Yeah, I'm not you going seen back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. You gotta go no, back. No, hey, you know what we could do? You can get, <laughs> you can get the SD4 game and you can get that. You know, yeah, I will. Josh. I'll hold up to that. I'll get it. I want to own it anyway. But there's no FMVs, right? No. N64 is just like, uh, I, th- I think it's like stills, you know, of the FMVs. Dude, that makes with, it so much worse. Captions. It does, except that, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing all the FMVs when you're playing through it. It's not really FMV heavy. They're, they're kind of very lightly. Yeah, but when they're there, they're fantastic. When they're there, they, they are they fantastic. They are truly fantastic. And yeah, for those. This, like basically for I guess younger people in the um on this podcast <coughs> listening um or, or listening to this this is definitely one of those few games back around this time in the nineties where they actually had FMB live action cutscenes in between movies um I'm sorry in between the gameplay but also something that to me is a lost art is that we also get live action um, cut scenes for death scenes. So when Sub-Zero dies, um, if he dies by falling, you know, into a pit of despair and doom, we get to hear the glorious sound of him falling into his death in some way, form or fashion. And Oh my God, is it absolutely wonderful. And it's, I the, think same, most, it's the same clip that every, every time. time. Yeah, I enjoy it add, far too much. <laughs> they add environments, so say you fall on water, oh, splash, yeah. oh, fire. Yeah, it's but just, with know. the fire, you get explosions. Like, he falls into oh. the fire that it, and then blows up. <laughs> I do wonder, <laughs> and I didn't look this up, and I didn't get to play it. The N64 version, it probably just cuts to black. It's just game over. I mean... I mean, which is sad, but I mean, like, also, whenever, like, your health goes to zero, Sub-Zero basically falls down, like, basically a plank of wood. Like, he just, like, he I, just, he's, he, he's standing I, straight, then just boom, and then it's his game over. And just the abruptness of it is is rather fun. Also, I also want to add, Jay, you know, uh, FMV games with live actors are still a thing. Uh, I, I saw in the Nintendo eShop, like, some cinematic, uh, you know, cinematic murder mystery game or whatever where it's all actors and point and click so they're, they're still a thing yeah i like i can say that they're still still a thing but man they're just not prevalent because usually if there's fmvs it's very like cgi these days which kind of makes sense with the concepts of the game but it's been a while since i've seen one where they actually intertwine a live action cutscene, like with a set with costumes like this game does um, to actually push the narrative forward, and you and you get some truly horrendous acting gems from these sort of things. It's Excuse actually rather I mean, the horrendous. sets were a lot of them were, were green screen. They were, they were, yeah. So yeah, as far and as I, like, I don't know, Rich Rich Davidio was was great as Quan Chi. Yeah, oh, he yeah. kind of was, and, those, yeah, <laughs> and he, he does fun. say that that is his favorite role because he always hated you know playing as Kano 
having the, the metal plate, he wished he could show more of his face. And then, LOL, his next role is Baraka, where he wears a whole mask. <laughs> so now, even though he has full makeup on, he actually gets to act. And he said that that's his favorite role. And seeing the bloopers of it, it's like, okay, this guy was having fun. Oh, yeah. On set, for sure. Um, so, yeah, he played Quan Chi. Uh, he, he also played Shang Tsung. Yes. That's what I wanted to mention. <laughs> Uh, is that so fucking obvious? Yeah, yeah. that's Rich Divizio, <laughs> Shang Tsung beard, and I almost want to think like, what if it's not Shang Tsung? What if what if Quan Chi just snuck in and put on a fake beard and be like, hey man, you want to come to Mortal Kombat? <laughs> that is my head cannon now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there's Raiden. Uh, there's the oh three. best Raiden by the way. Um, I meant to say that earlier. Best Raiden. Ever. I mean, he's played by Michael Garvey, but I don't really know who that is. I don't know who the fuck that is, but uh, Christopher Lambert, eh. You know, uh, guy played him in Conquest, and the guy played him in the 2020 movie, eh. This is, the, this is where it's at. This is a Raiden. Oh, this guy is... I say that completely sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this guy was hilarious. Um, let's see, who else? We got Shinnok. In the game, uh, we have yeah. Fujin, who's played by Tony Marquez, who is Kung Lao in MK3. Right. No FMVs for him, just uh, the digitized uh, sprite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, everything else is like, you know, we got Wind God, Water God, Earth God, Fire God, which yeah. half what, of those what are about CG. Shao Kahn, by the way? Huh? Uh, Brian Glynn, I believe his name is, the guy that played Shao Kahn. Is, oh, he plays uh, the water, the water god. Yeah, gotcha. so then he's yeah, a yeah. big buff naked dude. You know, hey, he's he's big and buff. Yeah, so. and then we have three characters that I believe are under Quan Chi, right? Serena, yeah, Quan Chi, Kia. Serena's the one I always knew. I didn't know he had two other lackeys, but that that's Quan Chi's thing. Apparently, he has he's got a concubine of zombie girls, <laughs> as seen in Conquest. Well, <laughs> so I mean, I one of them started with this game. One of them is Carrie Hoskins. Yes, yeah. it is. She yeah. plays yes, Kia. It is. Mm-hmm. And the girl that played uh, Serena is the actress who played Sindel in MK3. Yeah. Yeah. And Jataka is played by Erica Grace. I don't think she was in any other Mortal Kombat game. Mm. I don't think so, but I'm going down an IMDb rabbit hole. Um... <laughs> But yeah, uh, some other interesting notes about the development. Uh, it took 14 months start to finish to make mythologies. Wow. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it's that short, but I guess after seeing you play the game, I'm kind of not surprised I thought that was it's that long. short. <laughs> no, right. I, I, like, I, I actually think that that's like way too short because there actually is some cool things in this game that I thought was rather neat like it's mostly a 2d side scroller game like where you're just going like back and forth back and forth going on your like typical fetch quest but it does have some cool camera angle tricks like in the beginning like when you're when you're in the wind area where the camera is rotating because you're rotating um with the level um i thought like i thought i actually thought that was kind of neat and like it was a bit intuitive for how they're trying to do it but um but yeah, uh, but yeah. Other than that, I would think that a game like this would take at least two years to make, and not fourteen months. So, well, the thing yeah. is, like, well, yeah, that that would be the case because these, 
the characters, aside from the ones that are like CG, uh, they're still done with the digitized, you know, method that they use from like MK1 through 3. Um, which, by the way, recording the actors for it uh, took about a week to do. Wow. For just the, the gameplay parts? To record the, like, the, the video of the actors and stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the gameplay. Yeah, it took about a week. And it says that the that. entire process from taping to post-production took about a month. Okay, a month. Wow. Because, like, I can see why it would take a week because you got to get all the actors and actresses and um, and makeup and costumes and everything, which would probably be where most of that time comes in. Then, of course, you have to do multiple takes. So I can see a week, but a month to shoot it all? I'm actually surprised it took that long. Well, I mean, by um, the time they got to Sub-Zero, like, mythologies, like, they pretty much have that thing, like, that process like nailed right they've done yeah. three games yeah so far this point. so it's like the whole process of like you know uh recording the gameplay footage from the actors and then digitizing them and all that it's like they probably figured it out pretty quickly they probably got a they got a good workflow work workflow by then yeah uh, and you know mortal Kombat one uh was like what eight months or whatever so this game yeah. The difference is they got to program all these different levels and, and these maps. And then, of course, all the FMVs. So it took a little longer. So that's why I thought, like, wow, what did you say? 12 months? This is a year and a few. 14 months. Year and some, 14 months. A year and some change. It was like, that feels like a long time to me. Uh, you know, like, yeah, nowadays where games are, are so, you need a whole fucking uh, company full of people to, to work on them. But, <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is that, like, from what I've seen is, like, the backgrounds were 3d yes they were yeah that's good point which is different from the previous games correct so which is one of the reasons which is one of the reasons why like when i look at this game because it took 14 months i mean we were commenting this on um, on the twitch stream here and there but yeah this game at times does feel rushed um oh i think at times yeah at times and (laughs) the the reason why i say that see i don't think it's the whole time i think the beginning is you you are is generally what okay point <laughs> um <laughs> but at least when i was looking at it i'm like okay the first level i can i can forgive this but there was plenty of times where i'm like yeah this was this part was rushed like i can tell because there's just too many things where we got to experience mechanics in the game or the typical fetch quest that you're having to do and the game just does not do a good job of dropping I don't know if where to go i don't know if it's rushed or if it's just not perfectly realized because this is the well, first time they ventured well, out. Well, I mean, by the, the time you get to the end, I feel like like the stage with the uh, the water level uh-huh. uh, and the last one where you're like going... Basically the ones that had the the maze labyrinth thing. Uh, those yeah. feel like it was artificially made just to be... Just to elongate those levels. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like with I, said, you I, I don't know if that can be applied to like they just didn't have time to think up something, or if they're just not used to creating a side scroller adventure game. That could also and be just and just threw up their hands and be like, I don't know, fucking st- stick some shit on the map. Yeah, that's yeah, why I think it, if it would have had sucked. like a if it would have had like a couple more months of like a like a production time. I'm not even saying up to two years, but if it would have had like roughly about three more months. I think they could have ironed out some kinks on it to where, though, like particularly the water level that we were talking about, is a lot less 
mazy, or at least they could have differentiated some parts of the level to where you can kind of figure out where you need to go. Because, man, there's just too many times where I felt like I was in, like watching a scene play it, I felt like I was in a Doom level, like an old school Doom level, where all the walls look the same and you're just turning mm. right and left and you can't figure out where to go half the dang time. You can't remember where you came from and you just have to like basically draw your own dang map <laughs> just to kind of figure it out. It, I, it was giving me some of those vibes. Well, the thing is that I'm... Um, hmm. I'm trying to figure out is that the game was made presumably is from what I can tell at least from the wiki page or whatever is that it was made in the midway Chicago offices so that means that part of the team that's part of the team that's working on Mortal Kombat worked on this so it's like did they work on this fully or was it split between this game and another game uh, I think this the other is, game it would huh? be MK4. So I think it, I think it was split. Okay, because like this game must have been in development all of '96. If it came out in '97, or most of '96, mm. if it came out in '97. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess they split it between two different games, right? Yeah. Well, when we get into a Mortal Kombat Four episode, I'll I'll probably. We'll probably get a little bit more enlightenment uh, on the exact split up as to who worked on what. Uh, was outside Mortal, uh, our, okay. Was Mortal Kombat four? Mortal Kombat four takes place before MK one. The fuck you talking about? No, this takes place. Mortal Kombat four is Mortal Kombat four takes place after MK three. Man, Wikipedia sucks. Are, is it seriously saying Mortal Kombat four takes place? In the place first before? paragraph, it says it also wait. Uh, Set before the original 92 game, players control Behan, the Elder Sub-Zero, during a quest, during his quest to find Shinnok's amulet. It also serves as a prequel to MK4, which was released the same year. That's all correct. Introducing characters and story elements that would have been used in the fourth installment. That that's yeah. not correct. I mean, yeah, yeah, I the, think it's, it's it, not correct. It, it is a Shinnok. prequel. It is a prequel to MK4. That doesn't mean MK4. Takes place before MK1. It's just it that this. MK4? It's a prequel yeah, to MK1. It's, it's a prequel to MK1 if you're using the sequential understanding of the word, but it sets up MK4 because it sets up Quan Chi and Shinnok, which uh, doesn't come into play until MK4. Yeah, so it's it's quote unquote a prequel, but a prequel from long, 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 long. Yeah, long they probably shouldn't MK4. use the word prequel. They should have used yeah. setup or something. Yeah, yeah I think uh, setup is a better right. word. Look, he's right. Okay, so I didn't find too much more info about the development process. I mean, it sounds like they worked on this at the same time as four. If this came out in the same year as four, yeah, yeah, came, I think wow, there was a split team. They've been busy, and four was a four was a unusual game too because they weren't doing their normal thing. It was three D, three D. They still had digitized actors, kind of as base models, but. Yeah. Translate into 3D, so this is a whole new ball game. What I kind of like about it, at least at least from an ambition, is that they tried to make a game like this to quote unquote like expand the lore. Like obviously we have gotten Mortal Kombat One, Mortal Kombat Two, Mortal Kombat Three, and MK3 Ultimate stuff like that. So this was sort of like one of the first, um, uh, I guess you could say, like endeavors of Midway at the time to 
expand Mortal Kombat beyond a fighting game series. They tried to make it an adventure game, and of course, like on, and we'll review in later episodes um, some of the other games that tried this, which mean like Special Forces and Shaolin Monks. Did you yeah, finish so, that yet, by the way? Huh? Did you, did you accidentally the whole game yet? No, I've I've gone to the second stage and I stopped. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm exercising self control. But it definitely, it definitely sort of, to me, feels like a first attempt. Because, I mean, I'm trying to sort of, like, it's watching Yassine play the game. I'm trying to keep in mind that, like, okay, this is Midway. They've done these fighting games that are a crap ton of fun. And now we get the fighting game mechanics of Sub-Zero, but it's a side-scroller adventure type of game. And that's just going to be a weird sort of transition, and it kind of feels like it when you play it. But I still think it's kind of cool that they're kind of doing this to expand um, the lore of Mortal Kombat with the idea being that if they made a, um, you know, a MK Mythology Sub-Zero, it sounds like that they were eventually planning to do like a Scorpion, like a Liu Kang, oh, they, like they a were. Sonya. There, there and, was going to be, I think the next one was going to be MK Mythology's like uh, Liu Kang and Kung Lao, which ended up what? evolving into Shaolin Monks. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, they've been jonesing to make a, a adventure and story driven or rpg ish game for a while just because there is so much lore john tobias mm-hmm. created all this interesting backstory that's just like they've just been you, you could watch the trajectory of the whole franchise and just see them wanting to try something and, and mythologies was the first attempt then there there's <laughs> special forces, special forces. Uh, which we'll get to eventually uh I, that's i know the least about out of all the mk i always MK forget games. that's a thing all right i think that's the one that's purposely forgotten by a lot of people but uh you know and then then, then they evolved it into just doing the conquest modes and that turned out pretty good because it turned into story modes and then another own games i still think i still think we're due for a proper non-fighting mk game make a like I said, suggested before, make an open world game where you're Baraka solving people's problems. Do yeah, something, like, man. Like as yeah. as cool as cool as that sounds, Josh. I just don't see it in the cards, man. I mean, Mortal Kombat. It's how fucking just... fun people have fun walking around as Link in his underwear. Take that and make it a guy with fucking that. knives for hands, and you could kill people. Why is he in his underwear? Because he wakes up in his underwear, and why wouldn't you walk around your underwear in the fucking beautiful land of Hyrule, knee-high grass, and horses walking around? That's what you do. <laughs> that huh? went to places. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that went like, like Josh, do you have something you need to tell us? Like, is this what you secretly want to do one day? Yes, when I see a big field with horses and knee-high grass, I want to tear off my clothes and run through it, doesn't everybody? I mean, okay. I mean, that's a fair point. I can't really say that I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. So I guess uh-huh. you have a point there. <laughs> uh, but but that but you know but all that being said, I just don't I just don't see Nether Realms ever actually doing that. Like they like whenever like now that we've had like Mortal Kombat nine, ten, eleven, like they know where their bread is buttered at this point. So if well, they're going to have mean, an intricate storyline, it's it's going to happen I in the context of the I think it's game. due time to to shake it up. I mean, we still don't know what MK twelve is, and they've been coy about a you know, explaining what their next game period is. What if they are doing something like that? You know? Freaking Ed Boon keeps like toying with us about right Shaolin monks, and just like either make a remake, they're doing make it, a man. part they're two, doing a remake or a remaster. I guarantee, I guarantee it. Remaster, I would love a remaster. Yeah, man, I'd buy it. 
Uh, like I can, like I kind of predict that if we get an adventure game, what it's going to do is that it's going to happen in the context of the fighting game. So if if any of you guys have ever played Tekken Six, there is a adventure mode in Tekken Six along with it being a fighting game. The fighting game is oh, sort of like terrible. the default. Yeah, it is. It is. It is absolutely god awful. But you're freaking Lars or Kazuya or Jin or whatever. You run around from place to place, just beating up dudes with the most basic of moves and i mean it's it's not great it's literally the mythology sub-zero approach it is yeah taking a character from a fighting game uh putting it into a different genre but not changing much about how they operate yeah so, let's talk about making you do a classic mortal combat combat Type of type of setup, uh, but oh, we're in a side scroller now, so you have to be able to turn around. Uh, well, fuck, how do we figure that out? I know we'll make you turn around by pressing a button, which is probably the most egregious thing I've ever seen in any game. Like, I don't know what time warp um, hellscape <laughs> we went back to to where you have to press a button to turn around because apparently, you know, D pads don't exist when you make this concept, but. Apparently in this game, you're you're constantly moving from left to right like you do in most side scrollers. But in Mortal Kombat mythologies, in order to turn around, you have to press a button to do it. You can't just hit left on the D-pad, which because I find to be you, the most egregious that, thing ever. Which if I, you're in combat with an NPC, you want to be able to back up, walk backwards like you would in normal Mortal Kombat scenarios. So they, have, they, which, they Jay, since you're the you know. Out of us, you are the most experienced with fighting games and fighting game mechanics. Um, and you always talk about, what is it? Is it the cross-up? When you jump over someone and you your character yeah. automatically switches yep. to face. That's what mm-hmm. it's called, a cross-up, right? It's called a cross-up, yes. That's and cool. that is a mechanic that is programmed into the game so that if you're jumping over someone, as soon as you cross over to their other side, your perspective flips so that you looking you're still looking towards them. Yeah, so like in um, it's sort of, sort of like a visual guide when you if you jump and do like a standard kick move and you jump basically like you jump over them. The second when your knee um, connects with the character, you're going to be facing one way while the character is going to get hit and is going to get hit like they're going to be facing the direction that your kick is going to do. But by the time your feet touch the ground, you're going to auto be facing in the other direction, which allows you to have an opening for some sort of close combat combo. Like this is a, this, this is standard all the way going back into street fighter two, street fighter two had this mechanic. It wasn't present in street fighter one, but in two it's there, which is why the whole idea of a cross up actually comes into being. It's been stand It's been standard in most fighting games ever since. Which I feel like they had in Mortal Kombat at least since MK2. They did have it in MK2. It's not in MK1, but it is in 2, yes. Okay, so then why is that not in this game? Like, Is it because it's a side-scroll they couldn't make it work? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you have to have a button to turn around. Yeah. No, it's that adds, that it's, adds it's a lot a, of... It's not a, MK, a classic MK round. You don't automatically turn around now. You have to fucking manually do it. You are now walking manually. You're not breathing manually. Why Why would that have to be the case when, like, most side-scrollers do that anyway? But I guess because they didn't... 
they were do, they were making I don't a side know, like, for the first time, I guess. The best so. thing to compare this to would be something like a Final Fight or Double Dragon, like a beat 'em up. What happens in those? You can't really jump over opponents in those types of games, but you know, yeah, you can. I mean, I'm used to playing Hagar, who weighs like 500 pounds of fucking pure muscle, so you don't really jump <laughs> uh, like Mario. Uh, I'm not used to like jumping, sailing over people's heads. Well, that's a little bit games, different but... because you're fighting multiple. Well, yeah, well, you fight multiple people here, but it's a 2D plane and not not a isometric like in, in beat 'em ups. I don't know. The the the, the real answer is it's because that fucking stupid turnaround button mechanic. Because they're trying to figure out how do we do how do we do a Mortal Kombat fight that's familiar the the familiar thing, but also do side scroller. So you're gonna have moments where you're combating people. And what you're familiar with, but then you also have to run around and explore. How do we how do we merge those? And the the bad answer was the turnaround button, which uh, they could have used, which you know, Ocarina of Time invented the, the Z targeting. Uh, if they you know, what if you could just lock onto to enemies so you didn't turn around, and when you release the button, then you can walk freely. That would have been a I good mean that's not much solution in in terms of like lock on when it's a two D game though, right? I get that, but it at least could keep you, like, you could lock on, quote-unquote, to keep you from automatically turning around when you hit left, for instance. So, yeah. you can, so you can basically walk backwards, but as soon as you release the button, then you can, like, quickly turn around. Because that's the one thing that fucked you up so much is having to press that fucking button yeah, to remember to turn around. So many that, times. Is, that is not intuitive. There, there's a theory that I have for it as to why they do that, um, and it does have to do with the turnaround button because the game, the way the game is set up is that it wants you to go forward, it wants you to go from left to right like constantly until you actually have to turn around and go the other way because mm-hmm. you know there's platforming there's and we have maze that. and we have fetch quests and stuff like that. But essentially, when you're on one plane with an enemy and there's only one enemy on screen, the game wants you to press forward and always pressing forward. So by that definition, you should be fighting enemies that are not. Um, that are not behind you, they should always be in front of you. So if you're doing that, your goal is to just press forward because one thing I notice about this game is that your running speed is like really fast. Like you don't just like you don't just run. Like you are freaking sprinting. Like you're like Robert Scott Field and Godzilla vs. <laughs> King Ghidorah, where you're just like da 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 da. I mean, like no one's gonna know that reference, but trust me, it's funny. Um, but when you're if you've running, never seen Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, watch it for that. Anyway, yeah, for that because it, it feel it, I was getting super vibes watching Sub Zero run for that. But because you have to press a button to turn around, the game wants you to be consciously far enough away. Um, from your opponent when they're on when they when they're quote unquote behind you that they want you to press a button to turn around just so you can face him directly. It's not going to be fighting game mechanics where like you're in these close quarters and um, you just kind of like do a jump kick and then all of a sudden you're auto facing them even though that's totally what happens well, and should be a thing, but it's not in this game because they didn't think it would be. Well, just my so you, just so you know, there is a dedicated run button. So when you're saying that I'm running. I was the one that was hitting the button to run. That's not default. I was the one that was screaming. <laughs> yeah, having having a de- having having a default run button, I don't think is an issue because that's been standard since MK3. So fundamentally, you know, from midway, that Which makes sense. It's just 
Yeah. In MK. Uh, unless, right, I was um, yeah, unless you really are kind of doing it. But if you're trying to like, quote unquote, sprint through the game just to get to the level, let's just say you know where all the fetch quest items are and you don't want to fight anything, you do have the option in this game to just not fight enemies. You can just jump over them most of the time and then just keep running if that's what you want oh, to yeah. do. Yeah, unless you hit a wall and then they all come after yeah. you. They gang, gang up on you and then you're fucked. Oh, so, oh, you're God. super fucked. So, Remember the, the fucking last stage? <laughs> Should we go through this thing like level by level? I don't know, of? man. Do we want to? Do people care to like go, hear, no, hear all points about? I mean, there's each not stage. that many levels to go through, so I think that we could like we can briefly touch on it because I think the levels are fundamentally different enough that you can differentiate them. It's just they're not different by much because all of them involve the same thing. You have to find three well, keys. Some are more linear three than keys, others. Whatever you want, but oh. Um, oh, before we do that, uh, did either of you play this game back in the day? Oh, yeah. No. No, I, I never did, admittedly. Well, basically, yeah, no, I uh, I rented a lot of games, and I, I played it, and, like, I was following the development of it, because, uh, fuck, it's a Mortal Kombat, like, action RPG kind of thing. I was all for it. So, yeah, no, I played it. I didn't get very far. I don't, I don't even know if I beat Fujin. I think I remember seeing the game at my local Blockbuster, but when I found that it wasn't a fighting game, I'm like, I want to play a Mortal Kombat game. Why would I play a Mortal Kombat game that doesn't involve fighting? That's not a fighting game. This is stupid. So that's my teenage kid brain going in at it because in my mind, I'm like, Mortal Kombat is a fighting game. I'm here to punch people in the face that are fighting against me. I'm not here to run across a screen and hope to God that I can do fetch quest all day. So... I, but it, but that's just my like two cents. I never actually played this game until I watched Yasin play it. So I, uh, well, Jay, you didn't play it then. You yeah, watched you it. I, felt, I, 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 I felt like I was playing it because watching Yasin play it, I'm like, oh my nope, god, I feel the pain of this man right now. You didn't. Play <laughs> you're right. I. You're right. I didn't. Don't cheapen my experience. How dare you? I'm not trying to. I wouldn't. You seen? I would never. <laughs> um, I did play it. Uh, I, re- I I also rented it back in the day. Um, I think I think mine was the PS the N sixty four version as well. Okay. And I don't remember. I think I may have just seen it. I don't. I don't know if I knew much about it beforehand. But for some reason, I already knew that it wasn't good. Maybe it was from the box art. I don't know what it was. No, the box kinda... art was fine. Well, actually, it... there was no box art because it was like if I rented it, I don't think there would have been box art, right? They just put the generic. It depends on where you rented it from. Some places put the box art on it. I think it was Hollywood Video. They kind of had their own boxes. Uh, okay. Um, but no, I remember playing it, and I don't think I got very far past like the first or maybe the second level because I think I remember the the Fujin level, but I didn't get to Fujin. Right. And I remember being frustrated by it and not playing much of it after that. Like, I, I may have played it for a day. And even then, it may have been, like, an hour or so before I was like, I'm done with this. So I didn't play much of it. This is the first time playing through the whole thing. Oof. I mean, <laughs> I w- <laughs> it's a bad game. It's Oh, such- come on. That's no, it for- is. For... That's a one little sh- disingenuous, isn't it? No. One shout out. No. One shout out. I mentioned for it is that like um, 
for those of you that kind of want a visual representation of a little bit about what you, about what you seen was going through that did not watch our Twitch, uh, Twitch stream on it, you can always go through the archives of YouTube and find the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, video where he played at least the first level or the first two levels yeah. of Sub-Zero Mythology. He, he couldn't and even put up with the whole game. He couldn't we even put up beat, with it. Well, you see him beat the whole fucking game. Not yeah, like, yeah, but, well, yeah, but fair, just to... Was he playing it on original hardware? I think he was, yeah. He was playing on original hardware. Because he, he's not going to do a save state like we did. Like, we did save state. I feel you like seen that made it much state. easier for us. Yeah. I feel he would do save states. Because if you're a modern streamer or YouTuber, you, you got to fucking do a job. You can't fucking spend your whole life trying nah, to do this goddamn uh, game. A- Angry Video Game Nerd is all about authenticity when he plays his games. He needs to have the actual console and the game itself. Like, you should see some of the older videos where he's played, like... Virtual Boy, and he didn't do a well, yeah, mod for that. He actually videos. bought the Virtual Boy, but, and know, now did he's it. Now, now this is his job, so I figure he might make allowances. But then again, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, he, but he, it don't he fucking can, make a difference. He can still like, bullshit. He has the equipment to be able to like stream an old game, an old console. Right. Whereas I don't, so that's why. Even though I have the actual, disc, you technically you played it in your computer. You just have the original disc. You know? Yeah, I have my, I have the original disc. Yeah, that I bought off eBay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though it's like I didn't think it was instantly recognized it was bad like you said I instantly recognized that it was clunky because they were doing something that they weren't used to you mean back then That's or now? back then well back then I think I just I think I was partly in the same camp as Jay where I was like well I mean I want I want, I want to I want to play a fighting game but at the same time I I picked it up because I was curious because I was like, oh, I wonder what a, what Mortal Kombat would be like if it was like a side scroller. See, I was, yeah, I I was different. I wanted something different because I was all about the lore. I was in love with the lore all the time. So I I wanted an adventure Mortal Kombat game. So that's kind of what I was looking forward to. It just was like, yeah, I, I understood that it's not automatically a bad game. It's just like, this is their first attempt. It's, it's, you know, it's a little rusty. Needs to be shined up a little bit. I compare it to I compare it to food in a way. Like I <laughs> oh, want here we go, the food like, analogy. I know because this is what I do. Um, I want like basically when I play Mortal Kombat, like I'm eating hot dogs. Hot dogs are great. Mm. Hot dogs are a wonderful basic meal. We all love them. With mythologies, you decided to give me pizza, and pizza's great too. But, but that's I'm not better. Here. Yeah, that's Wait, see, see, Jay, that's yeah, a bad analogy. That's a terrible. No, analogy. it's actually a good analogy because this pizza sucks. Like oh. uh, you know, like it's very okay, more so likely like you will have bad pizza. pizza. Yeah, it's like you're very more likely to have bad pizza than you are a bad hot dog. A hot dog is too simple to mess up, but a pizza Dude, you can, you fuck can up absolutely mess it up. You can't fuck up a hot dog, but you can fuck up a pizza way easier. Um, so this is why hmm, I feel like yeah. that Mortal Kombat they found their running they found their running formula. It wasn't a Chicago style dog, but it was your basic Oscar Mayer hot dog with mustard dude, and ketchup that's and some worst. greatness to it. No, that's the best. No, um, dude, that's the worst. You want to get a fucking Hebrew National hot dog if you want a fucking good hot dog. No, that's no, too that's much money, dude. Hot. Like I'm thinking, what? but no, that's what. <laughs> God damn it. That's way too much money. That's way no. Mortal Kombat is your Oscar Mayer hot dog with the Wonder Bread buns, dude. Like it's great. Yeah, like you're not gonna Wonder you're not gonna tell me otherwise. Wonder yeah. Bread of all things, too. Yeah, I don't Wonder know, bread dude. Buns, I think man. I want to I want to dig in to no pun intended to this food analogy <laughs> business because like I, th- I think Mortal Kombat's a little better than a Oscar Mayer hot dog. I think at the very it, 
I think it, it's a hot dog from a hot dog stand, like a, you know, it's a slightly gourmet. It's you know, it's not health food, it's not gourmet, you, but it's not trash. Mortal Kombat is. Are you talking about Mortal got, Kombat in general, or are you talking about mythology? I guess in general, Mythologies probably is a ballpark Frank's hot dog. What can I say? No, 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 but no, no. Freaking Mythologies is a freaking like New Delhi pizza that just sucks. Like it wants to be something good, but it's just not. It's a pizza on its face, but it's almost like they tried to take a hot dog and turn it into a pizza, and it just didn't work. And that's kind of like we're talking about now. Uh, I lost tr- I lost trust in Mortal Kombat Mythologies for what it tried to do because you know it's just like hey it's Mortal Kombat I get to eat hot dogs and it's like but Mortal wait, Kombat it's a One is a classic Domino's pizza. Mortal Kombat Two is like a Papa John's pizza. Mortal Kombat Three is probably like like a Pizza Hut or Domino's again, but maybe it's like one of their specials, like a Philly cheesesteak. Uh, and Mythologies is a DiGiorno's. But no, I like I think, DiGiorno's. No, I think I think it's less than DiGiorno's. It's like yeah, it's definitely it's like less the, than DiGiorno's. It's, it's the dude. frozen pizza that you'll find at like a save a lot. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not yeah, that it's, bad. It, yeah, Dude. it's like you get it at you get it at a gas station or something. Okay, jo- hold on, Josh. Well, Josh. Oh, okay, let's let's all calm down before we say something that we regret. <laughs> Are you saying that this game is actually good? It's not bad. What on what ground? <laughs> Make your case. Yeah, tell us. Okay, um, tell us, person who watched it on the stream. Uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> I I don't feel I, I I have authority here to really say it was a good game. It just the effort was appreciated. No, I'm not saying that. Like the experience of playing the game itself wasn't good. Um, yeah, I, w- I would never say like, oh, the developers suck or anything like that. No. It's like playing Bubsy or something like that. It's a real clunky side-scroller where the act of going through the levels isn't what's bad. It's like you want to go through levels no. and have fun. And there's a little bit of that. It's just the, the controls and the fighting, fighting is a little a little off-kilter. But, and that but isn't the that the act of going through the levels? Yeah, I'm trying to... Like, I like the art. I like... I like the world that it built. I didn't like the art in the beginning. Hmm. The first like two, three stages I thought were, were looked cool. Yeah, the wind stage. The wind neat. stage, the, the first temp I think the, You're telling the, me hell didn't impress you? No, I hated that level. Really? Yeah. Why? Well no no no. Which hell? You hated playing the level, but the look Which of the hell? level. I mean, I guess uh the, the the initial hell before the prison break. The one with the all the like uh is it the one that had like all the pyramids and stuff? Pyramids, not pyramids. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. I know. He, I don't yeah, remember pyramids. I just so remember. it's 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 essentially like almost like a desert level in a way, but it didn't quite look like one. Um, it's not. Yeah, it's not like the a, one. It's not the one with the. Um, it's not the one that was inside. No, that's a prison. There was a later level though where he had to where he had to go and live in like like he had to go and go through like some pyramid gates here and there and he had to go through a few. Yeah, the I think that's gates, the first level right. where you fought like the giant like basically the robot mecha dude. Yeah, you got your robots and I think that's where you get your knight okay, on that a dinosaur. One, that was stage six, another realm, yeah. I don't know. I just thought is that one, I remember the music being aesthetically. The music was cool in all the levels. Uh I still yeah. get the Fujin boss battle theme stuck in my head a little bit. 
Yeah, uh, like I will say Death that Lord I thought the music in this game was generally good, not anything yeah. like award winning, but I thought it was for the most part okay, and at least on paper. On paper, the level concept is simple, but it works because you have like all the elements. You have fire, water, wind, earth, you know, to form Captain Planet or some bullshit. Like you have that yeah. in this game. I'm just saying um, it's like a, it's a basic it's a basic side scroller setup. You get your yeah, yeah. fetch quest. Uh Yeah, but it's not doing any thing that other games have done better in terms well, of side scroller it's just has... supposed to do it for the first time in mortal Kombat. I, I don't know i thought it was a worthy try i a worthy say... try yes a worthy try yes but mo- but like most attempts you're going to fail and it's essentially a rough draft and so this is what this game kind of feels like this is why i need to have gotten my n64 copy so i i could really have authority in this because it's like yeah i'm sure you've seen you're not going to want to play it again but it's like not something i look at and like I wished I could erase my memory. It's not Baby's Kids for the Super Nintendo, you know? It's not Wait, like what? something that you want to er- erase. Yeah, it was a game, and it was apparently one of the worst games. Oh, God. I you never know how tired games are. I never want to play that. <laughs> uh, it's not something you want to erase from your memory, or is it? <laughs> no, here's the thing. I'm glad that I played it just so that I could say that I played and beat Sub-Zero, uh, Mythology Sub-Zero. And I'm also glad that I have like the PlayStation like disc with the jewel case and the manual and all that. Like I'm I'm glad that I have it. I could add it to my collection. That being said, in the beginning it was kind of amusing to play it. <laughs> aside from like the control of like having to like press a button to turn and all that. And also like the combos didn't like it didn't feel as easy to do as it would be in a regular Mortal Kombat game. Um, It just became a lot of like, you know, jump and kick and then do a bunch of hits. And then once that's another thing, the fact that you had to wait for the meter to, to fill up so you could do like your supers or your special moves. That was annoying too. I don't know. Like once again, not having played through it recently, I guess I can't defend it, but I like the idea. It's like, you know, you, you got to save it. You got You can't abuse your, you can't spam your freeze. You got to conserve but energy. The right? thing is like, there's no reason. Like, why does he not have all these powers? Story-wise, it doesn't learning. really matter. It's like any RPG. You got to You got to level yeah, up. Yeah, but they tell you why you don't have the powers. Yeah, this is a prequel to Mortal Kombat 1, so maybe this Sub-Zero is not as, like, complete as Mortal Kombat 1. Even Sub-Zero. though he's being tasked with this very important mission of finding a map for a... a yeah, what's know, the point? Pot, for a prestigious client, Quan Chi. <laughs> yeah, why is he but playing Sub-Zero? Zero if it's, it's, any, it's a game mechanic. You always start at the bottom. Yeah, I actually agree with you, scene though, that, like, I think overall Sub-Zero should have these powers pretty much already because it would make the game a lot more fundamentally easier, which I think it needs. But from a story perspective, I get the, I get the argument that, like, why should Sub-Zero have all these powers out the gate when this is a prequel to Mortal Kombat 1? He's kind of, be, this is kind of like an origin but story it, in a way. It's not that much of a prequel to Mortal Kombat 1. It probably takes place, like, a couple months before. But that's just the thing, that. it's like... And he's already to... experienced ninja. Oh, I'm sorry, Lin Kuei. He doesn't like being called a ninja, by the he's way. He's an assassin and thief, apparently. I am not a ninja. I am Lin Kuei. Which is funny that, that Quan Chi keeps calling him later ninja, just to, just to fucking fuck with him. Because <laughs> he doesn't like being called that. So I like you, that. When you first play the game, you don't even have the Ice Blast. Right. I feel like that's fundamental to him being called Sub-Zero. 
Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with that. It's like what what are you so basically if you if you can't do an ice blast and you're called sub zero, you're just basically hmm. a goofy dude running around in a blue costume just claiming well, stuff. Maybe, you know, his training involved him being able to withstand cold temperatures and maybe he can touch things and make them cold. Like Did they tell like you that a, in the story though? They didn't know. Okay then. <laughs> it's a fucking game, man. It's a fucking game. Oh you can oh. see Josh, Josh, you cannot yeah. say that when you're talking about I'm all about the lore. <laughs> I know, but you know, you see, you especially see that, Josh. With, with an early game like this, you kind of have to come on. Like, why, why are there no toilets in Hyrule Castle? <laughs> you know, same thing. Uh, Josh, that's not that's not as important. Yeah, as I was about to say, uh, 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 Josh, no, no, no. I don't give you a pass for that. You cannot hide behind your Zelda wall for this crap. Yeah, okay. you, so, can't, uh-uh. you can't. Why does the Raccoon to Police Department have one single toilet in it, and that's only in the remake? Josh, you everybody, cannot compare the amount of toilets in a game to the fact that <laughs> the main character can't do his main move. I don't know. It's a game mechanic. You have to... If if they let you do everything out the gate, then you wouldn't get a sense of progression. I mean, and, with Metroid, you know, there's a reason why he, she doesn't have all her power at the beginning, right? Yeah, and it's always bullshit. You know, the sequel to the previous game, she should be, you know, but she has to get knocked down to zero again. That's any fucking game. It always happens. Because you got really it's a game. A you got You got to start a game at zero so you can grow. That's part yeah. of a fucking adventure game as you grow. And Josh, like, and Josh, as a Metroid fan, I can absolutely destroy the argument that you just made. But we I don't know, have like time enough prime, in this, con- in this podcast for that. And she gets but... knocked out and her suit freaks out. But she gets whatever. knocked down so you can get get up again. Get up? Yeah. Why do we fall down, Samus? So so you can get up again. <laughs> Uh, don't touch but, my fucking son again. But that, but you know, but that being the case, like, yeah, like um, this game, I kind of feel like going back to you, scenes brought a point. I do agree that I, re- I Sub Zero, I, I can agree that he shouldn't have like some of the super powerful moves that he gets later on in the game, like being able to freeze people. In, I mean, I will like, give you this: air. it would be cool um, if it started but, out and you could freeze people, and the ones you earn yeah, are the cool like, moves, like the air freeze and all that. I'll like, I'm not even asking for a slide, but give me like a basic freeze that you don't need a meter to do. Just give me something, and because I feel like with how hard this game is at times, with what it throws at you, being able to freeze someone right out the gate and at the very least uppercut them would make it very accessible for newer players because man this game this game really does expect you to do a lot out the gate like it wants you to learn combos it wants you to be intuitive and look for the subtlest of hints that it doesn't tell you where to go or what to do and you're taking leaps of faith i will give you that so the fucking the structure of the levels is like how how would you ever fucking know to do that yeah you're not it's called bad level design if you have to take leaps of faith and not know if you're gonna die or not you just have to kind of like just do it and imagine playing this game without a save state like you seen did and you only have a limited number of lives so you're just like you know what i'm just going to take the sleep of faith and hope i don't get a game over and have to start all over again mm. because dear god the frustration that you would have which is why when final neil said that oh my god the memories i have of this game i can't even imagine dude like i like i'm getting zelda one types of bad memories and that's just from me playing zelda one and dying a lot and not knowing where to go like that sounds like that sounds like nintendo hell is what well, you know what? That, like. that was back in the day where they're marketing games to kids who don't have adult responsibilities and can stay in their fucking room the entire saturday and maybe early sunday right fucking playing this game and calling the nintendo hotline to fucking get a tip or whatever but you know? josh 
You and uh, I, you and I both rented this game when we were kids, and we, we both did, yes. didn't get far in it. No, because I guess it wasn't that good of a game. Exactly. I'm, I'm just not point. saying. I know that's your point. I'm just <laughs> saying it's not a. You you didn't say it's not that good of a game. You said it's a bad game. It is a bad game. I don't. I think it's a. That's not saying that. That's not saying that the developers are bad. I'm just saying they. Oh no! I'm not even. I'm not even trying to defend the developers. I'm just. I'm defending the game. I think. I think it's a bad. There game. are fucking worse games out there, baby's there kids. Are, yeah, because uh, they're worse games doesn't mean it's not a bad game. I, don't know. I think it's bad games. It's a. I wouldn't even call it a mediocre game. The mm. it's it's a flawed. It's a diamond in the rough. Because it would be a better game if they could figure out the the the, the kinks. That yeah, I agree with the I agree with the flawed part, but not the diamond in the rough. Yeah, part. you can't you can't say oh this had potential because it had potential is not a bad game. In my argument, because it had potential and it failed to do that, then it is a bad game. I guess so. Well, I mean, I guess time time has decided this all because no one talks about Mortal Kombat mythologies nowadays. Yeah. So you <laughs> talk about it more than special forces. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, see see like the way I kind of view this game is that cuz even on stream I said this a couple of times where there are things about this game that generally I do like, but most of them are sort of like surface level things. Like I like the music in the game overall. I think it's I think it's it's not anything like yeah, like it's not anything like stupid spectacular, but it works. Um, some of the art design for some of the levels I think is generally pretty cool. Josh, you and I both complimented like uh, the hell level. We thought it looked pretty neat. I thought it was actually kind of cool. I just like so the I, hell level because it wasn't fire and brimstone hell. It was it, like yeah, cyberpunk yeah. future. What the fuck is this? Okay. Yeah, and they, I just like not even the level design, just the conception of guys of laser guns. And mm-hmm. yeah, Tyrannosaurus. I got I got confused because I thought you were talking about the fire level, which is the one I don't like a lot. Right. Yeah. But the that's the first Nether Realm level. Yeah, I think is really it's really interesting. Uh, I think the the what is it? Bridge of Immortality is that the one where the, you fight the the robots and the yeah. yeah that's the one where you fight the dinosaur as well. That level I don't like. Yeah, that was that was kind of like a boring level. That was a but boring like stone brimstone. Yeah, it was fi- like red fire. Like it's just it's a boring level. And then like honestly, the the, the last level is pretty boring too. Yeah, yeah okay. like, like you can see you can see a lot of the budget being stretched in these later levels for sure. Right? Like I tend to agree with that. Um, but this game also has charming live action cutscenes that we were all looking forward to whenever we got to see them and i personally love the death animation because it was a great source of entertainment well, for me personally it's, so it's it's got that but all these are like objectively surface level things but when you actually play the game the mechanics the you know the speed the pacing and just the overall like repetitiveness well, of each level is fundamentally bad in my opinion so i can't you, call this a good game you I know or i can say that because we didn't technically play the i played it as a child but I haven't played it now, so I can't speak on it. You seen can because he had. But Jay, you didn't even play it as a child, right? So you never no, played I never, this game. I, I think I, I think I'm going to call you out, sir, right now. You never played this game. <laughs> nope, ever. I have not ever. I at least played it when I was like fourteen. <laughs> <Small-year-old>. <laughs> <laughs> I like how I, li- I like how I like how Josh is giving me a purity test on Mortal Kombat. Well, you did that to him now. too, so. That's when, true. When okay, fair, that? fair, fair, fair point. Fair point. I'll take when the L on that. that. That's true. Two seconds well, ago, and I forgot already. Yeah. So, 
Okay, so here's the thing, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to try to have my thoughts be as concise as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Brevity is the soul of it. Like, like you said, there was potential here. If they had done a better job with the controls, with uh, the level design, and with the progression, this could have been an interesting, like, Stop me at pro- stop at progression. What do you mean by that? I'm with you in the level design and the controls. Progression as far as like how you like you get the first level is getting the map. Mm-hmm. Then the next four levels are getting the different pieces of the amulet. Or the right. keys to get the amulet. Yeah. And then then, then you uh give it to Shen uh Quan Chi and then you have to go back and get uh, the amulet back. I don't know. Parts of it just felt artificially stretched just to make the game longer. Mm. So the progression is, felt like you were just I see doing it just mean. to do it. You didn't really. Yeah. I don't like story I didn't feel accomplished a lot of the game. Kind of yeah, like in a Super Ghouls and Ghosts when you get to the end and you yeah. defeat the baddie. They're like, oh, he isn't really the baddie. You got to go back and play the whole game over again. Yeah. This, this, this is why I talk about pacing because pacing matters in games like this because when you when you you know when you do a repetitiveness for a couple of levels you expect that other levels after that are going to at least be somewhat more interesting even if the, even if mechanically things are the same Mortal Kombat Mythologies does not have this it literally is the same thing over and over and over again you get into a new level and the levels look different and they may be structured differently but you're doing the same thing in every level you're finding like the mm. keys or the wind or whatever they call them just so you can get out of the level and move to the next one that repetitiveness is going to get boring after a while and the game doesn't change it up enough mechanically to make it fundamentally interesting it just it just palette swats the levels with something else like you're in hell you're in water you're in a desert you're in prison you know something to that effect and it changes up the enemies for a bit more variety credit words do the enemy variety is kind of there even if it's random at times with how they do it <laughs> um, uh, but about halfway through because i was commenting about the first three levels like is there just fucking bald warrior monks in every level Especially, yeah, there's uh, always this, yeah, there's, there's monks with different weapons. Yeah, it, it also just bugs me that the, the the first level you go to, the 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 fucking oh, the second level, the wind temple is supposed to be like this abandoned, isolated temple, right? So why is it filled with enemies? Do they live there? <laughs> what the fuck's I mean, up with that? Monks, right? I guess, yeah, right. but but, I, but it's appreciated I that like once how... you like move on, you go to hell. They actually change it up, and there's like you know these armored soldiers and I, you know dinosaurs. I, I honestly, I think, in my opinion, when you get when you talk about like the levels in the game, I think it peaked with the wind level. Really? As far yeah, as because goes, because like yeah, because they, they, they like the second, second sorry, not the wind level. level. Sorry, not the wind level. Um, wait, hold on. There's it goes wind, fire, earth, water. I, actually, I'm going. See, so I level actually two, think the wind the level is the uh, be- mountain. That's the wind level. That's the wind level, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel like that's where the game peaks for me. That was yeah. cool because you got those, those, the you got the where you can ride the the whirlwinds and you, you got the, where the you walk, you walk the around one, the corner and the three D arena shifts and it's really cool. That's what I'm saying. Like it's the one place, the one level that experiments with perspective, and mm. it. 
experiments with uh, uh, verticality, verticality in an yeah. interesting way. I feel you. And yeah, it's just unfor- it's just unfortunate that it's bad later on because they they give you this experimental sort of concept of a level that I think is cool. I, I do think it's the best one because it's where they're exercising the most creativity. It's just that later levels don't progress that creativity to something to look forward to. Yeah, so it can, I mean. it ends up it, it ends up falling flat later on. So oh, yeah, yeah I, get, of, I get what you're I get what you're saying because the Nether Realm level or the Hell level has verticality as well, but it's through like. Uh, what do you call elevators elevators which you have to get keys that have different letters in them to go back and plug it in but it's like it feels artificial it's like oh they played a doom game and then they're like oh (laughs) we need to get different key cards to operate different parts of the level it's like it doesn't make sense why that would be there i don't know that's why i feel like a lot of the gimmicks in the game are artificial just to have something to do but like it doesn't they make just sense gamified the, it, basically. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense with the setting, I guess you could say. Yeah. I don't know. I f- yeah, I agree with that. Um, um, I would say <laughs> playing the game, like, as far as like, the mechanics of it, very clunky. Like, it's hard to be precise with it, like, because there's a lot of platforming. And... Yeah. A lot of times where it feels like you're you can't be as precise. It to me it feels kind of like the first Mega uh, Mega Man game, where there's hmm. a lot of like sliding and stuff. And when you're jumping through the air, you can't be pinpoint accurate at where you land, and that makes it a bit frustrating when you're platforming like this. Um, One. Th- one question I have you seen for you, because this is actually something that I admit I would not be able to comment on unless I actually played the game, which I did not. But a lot of the time the game requires you or encourages you to do combos on certain enemies. Like, you know, standard Sub-Zero combos like you would do in Mortal Kombat 3. Um, yeah. What was the la- what was the input like doing those? Because I noticed that when you were playing the game on Twitch... Um, when we were live streaming it, that you would pull off some of these combos to their fullest and other times they would whiff. So it looks like that there was some lag input glitches or some delays with the timing. And I'm wondering how hard that was to do versus you actually doing it in an actual it, Mortal Kombat fighting game. It it didn't always feel consistent, but I couldn't tell if that was because it, the, the input wasn't precise or because of how I was doing it. Because... I will admit, when it got to like the third hour of those streams, I was getting tired. So then it's like it's harder to like pull off those combos. Um, but it's also it's not as precise because like, for example, if I run up to somebody like a, like a, a random like monk or whatever or whoever to do these combos, if I got too close immediately, it would throw the person. Hmm. That's yeah, why every time you saw that. me run up to somebody like eight out of ten times i would throw them because if you got too close it just triggered that it you couldn't go up you had to be a certain distance away to do the combo it was like a sweet spot kind of a thing i so, also noticed i also noticed in the game that at least in later npcs enemies like the in later npcs and i'm talking about the warrior monk specifically when you go for a kick 
it's almost like you're in some sort of lock, and I don't know how to describe it other than it doesn't matter what you do. They're going to, if you jump, they're going to kick you out of it. If you're going to attack, they're going to block it. Like there's just, you're in this lose-lose situation where they're either going to kick you out of your jump or they're going to block a move that you're going to do and they're going to rush you. Like you are guaranteed to take this hit no matter what. It oh, kind yeah. of puts you in this, in this lock stun where you can't do nothing but take the hit. Like that's all you can do. It's very MK1, MK2, like uh, yeah, that's what AI it, kind that's of thing. That's what I was noticing. I was but that was mostly that. in the later in the later levels, like especially the last level. Yeah, when the AI gets decides to get tough, um, and like boss bosses like Fujin also did that. Um, yeah, which is surprising because I noticed that up until up until the really later levels, most of the bosses didn't seem all that stressful to fight but obviously i'm just watching you play it but i know that fujin was fujin looked like that was tough because fujin, was fujin tough does some he, dirty crap he was the first one and but you know once you seen got over his pattern it was cool it was just like the final thing you're supposed to do is like how are you supposed to figure that out because as damien told us you had to be over on the right side of the stage and you had to be literally touching like the last pixel like you, yeah is a hair's width to to set off and trigger the because the because yeah. Fujin thing. triggers a tornado that sucks you in and then you get you know obliterated so then you have to go mm-hmm. to the right side of the stage so that when it triggers your character will automatically hold on to the ledge yeah but it's like how would you know that without yeah exactly yeah. by reading the prima strategy guide that's a red flag, Josh, why this game is bad. Because if it was an actual good game with a way to beat that, the game would at the very least oh. kind of have enemies or mechanics built into that level that would teach you ah. that you have to do that to survive certain encounters before you get to Fujin, but it doesn't. Like, how are, how is any player supposed to know that without looking at a guide well, that by tells ex- you by, that? by experimenting. But no, I will I will say, like, you know, I'm well, not going to... We experimented quite a bit, I feel sure. We did. I remember. I mean, but not as much as an obsessive preteen would on a Saturday afternoon with nothing else to do. Which you also didn't do. Uh, Huh? I mean, I was an obsessive preteen that played it, but I only played like the first two levels. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to say that it doesn't have bad game, bad level design. It definitely does. Uh So I guess I. Don't have any another any other leg to stand on. I guess it is a bad game. I'll, I'll go and admit it. Yes, Josh. I'll admit it. it it's is. a bad game. It's not the worst game. It's not. It's the not the worst, worst game, game ever. It's not baby's. No, kids. it's it. You know, freaking baby's kids. Why do they keep coming out? I don't know. It just came up to my mind lately. I just I haven't thought about that game in twenty years, but now I have. I- I felt it. I actually thought it was going to be worse than what we, you know, than what we actually thought it was going to be. Because I was expecting like dread and brimstone. Like Yasin was just going to like hear his controller getting thrown somewhere. But it actually, uh-huh. I was surprised that it didn't seem like it was as bad as I was going to I was make it for him to seem. His controller, honestly. But the me. fact that, but I think what got control, me, I'm not throw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he ain't got to do that. But I thought it was just crazy when Yasin told us that you have to press a button to turn around. I'm just, and I'm just thinking about that. Like that is insane. Like even for like the late '90s, like D pads exist. They've <laughs> existed for ten years. Why would you make a button to turn around? Running is one thing, but to turn around is a completely different. Like that to me is like the like the biggest like yeah. sinful thing. They should you have had a few a more board like board meetings about how to uh, marry two D side scrolling and fighting. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, and and it's just it's it's just a bad mechanical choice in my opinion. I I want to I would love to hear the art. I, w- I wish I could be a fly in the room where someone was arguing as a developer about why they needed a button to turn around because I really want to hear the argument for that because I'm I'm curious as to what their logic is for a game like this when they were making. It's it, the guy who has, uh, you know who invented the B button and he doesn't want to be uh, you know made insignificant. And he's like, no, I got to use my B button so I could turn around. Otherwise, my life is meaningless. Yeah, but here's the thing: it wasn't the B button. It was freaking. Left trigger. You fucking kidding me? I'm well, dead serious. That almost makes sense because that's like what would be like the run or block. So kind of like conceptually. The other thing's like block was R1 or the right bumper. Uh, mm-hmm. Run was the right trigger. A- uh, what do you call it? Action button. So like, you know, grab items that are floating in the air was the left bumper. And then the turn button was the right trigger i mean left trigger jesus christ that sounds awful and then you have your face buttons which is like high punch low punch high kick low kick can you remap the buttons no oh, there's no what well mm, you probably well, could have obviously in pc you probably could but i mean did the game intend you to be able to remap them is the question uh, there was a control menu i didn't check yeah but, but for me i'm always can. like I, I rarely change buttons. I always go by default unless there's a thing that they don't have inverted uh, camera. I always got to turn that yeah. on. But, you know, but no, I, I, not in this I, game. This is 2D. I'm usually like, I just learn because then it becomes like a hassle to be like, well, yeah. if this game doesn't let me change my controls, then I can't play it. So I'm just like, I'm going to learn it the way they wanted me to play this game. Yeah, I always go by like, this is the way they intended it to control. So. Yeah. And you know what? It's never as imperfect unless you're, it's never perfect unless you're playing a Miyamoto Nintendo game. Unless you're what? Uh, unless you're playing a Nintendo game produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, because you know they can do he can do nothing wrong. The controls are perfect in any Nintendo game. True. Yeah. Although I just, I just learned that Shigeru Miyamoto said he he's not good at Mario. No shit, really. Apparently, he's like even though he designed Mario and everything, he's not good at the game. Like any Mario or like a specific Mario? I don't know which one, but I someone said that they probably the original. Me. Yeah, that's funny. which is really fascinating about the case. Huh? That's probably why I made Mario sixty four to be more of a sandbox than a, than a level thing, so you could just have fun Maybe. and not worry about being good. Maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, part of me wonders, like, because I, I understand <clears throat> why they did the, you know, digitized three D, digitized characters and all that, because like, you know, that was the era oh, yeah. that we were in. I was gonna but, say, yeah. like, the, the the digitized actors look top notch. Like, they yeah, look like I... the best out of the Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3. Sub-Zero looks great. Yeah, I actually didn't have much problem with the digitized actors and how they look. I'm like, okay, yeah, like for a game of this time, this looks serviceable, so I'll give that as a plus to this game as far as like a visual experience right there. My thing is that a part of me wonders how how would it change how this game felt and played if it was 2D animated, like a regular like side-scroller instead of like digitized mm-hmm. characters. Are you, are you talking with sprites? Yeah, sprites. That's what I mean. I mean, it wouldn't feel like Mortal Kombat. It feel it would definitely feel like an offshoot because we're but that's used to that's what Kombat. I feel like the disconnect is. I feel like it wants to put its feet in both 
Pawns. Like it wants it to still uh, feel like a fighting game, like Mortal Kombat fighting game, but it also wants to do side scrolling. So it's in the middle. Like if it went full sprites, it could have had more animation to like. I don't think that's a limitation. Yeah, I don't think that's a limitation really? either. The reason, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, the, re- the reason, the reason why I dude, say you could yeah. you could film them doing all the shit you want, and you know, there's side scrolling games and fight clay uh, clay fighters, and then they made uh, the the claymates game. They're, those are stop motion photographed claymation puppets, and you know, they're they're icons in side scrolling history. Uh, or you get your rotoscoped games like uh, Out of This World and Flashback. It's like it doesn't have to be sprite art. It doesn't matter what the art is. Like, I don't. Yeah, think, but I, I feel don't think like you're doing you're doing a lot more in mythology than you are in a fighting game. So you are, Granted, but you are, the, yes. But but the reason why you see, and I disagree with you on that, um, is that like when you have Mortal Kombat as just like a brand up until this point, everything that they've done from MK1 forward has always been with digitized actors. So as much as I like the idea of doing sprites, because I think visually that would be interesting, they have a consistency that they're trying to maintain and a look. And when you digitize the actors and actually make more of the 3D backgrounds, you're going for a sort of like a, a sort of dirtier, sort of pixelated version of that. That's just been standard of the time that Mortal Kombat has been doing this sort of stuff. I think it's actually pretty standard in most Midway games because we've discussed in previous um podcasts with hints that other games that midway has worked on has had this sort of same technique so this is sort of like their visual style that they're using for these types of games it's not that they can't do it it's just that as an art choice they're choosing not to and i don't think that if you make sprites as a you know thing in mortal kombat mythologies one i don't think it's going to change the mechanics of the game because the mechanics are sort of built into the code so they're going to be terrible no matter what no matter how you make the game look but i think that choosing a digitized version with live action and then these sort of 3d-ish backgrounds i feel like is not a is, is is a pretty standard choice and doesn't really deviate from what they're trying to do to begin with i guess i i was just thinking that you know there are limitations to doing to the Zayt's characters because, like, you have to do a bunch of shortcuts to make it look like, you know, he's, like, on a ledge or that he is, uh, you know, collecting something or, I don't know. It just felt like there was a yes. lot of things that were just... I mean, just get get John Turk to stand and, and go, whoa, 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 there's your on-the-ledge animation. They did the big deal. Yeah, they, they did. did. Didn't he? Didn't he have a dizzy animation when he was standing at a ledge? Remember. Maybe. I don't well, know. it just it just I, feels I, like this. It just feels like because it was digitized, there were certain things that they couldn't expand on. Or I will give that's, you like that's that's central to if, like a, a side scroller. If they changed their mind and wanted to to do a new animation, they might be out of luck because they can't bring in the actor to, to redo the thing. Where if it was sprite based, maybe they could have, you know, drawn a new, you know, couple frames of animation. I'll give you that. There there might be limitations there. Uh, but I don't think it was a hindrance to the game. I think that's a loose of the game's yeah. problems. <laughs> I think it's, it's got to be it's it, got to be digitized actors. It's fucking Mortal yeah, Kombat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is that's a brand that Mortal Kombat has married itself to since Mortal Kombat One. I don't because like even though this Sub Zero 
is kind of like clunky from a control standpoint from your experience you've seen. I still, whenever I look at that Sub-Zero on screen, with how it moves, with how he gets hit, with how he falls down after you die, with how he fires his freeze ball, that feels like MK Sub-Zero to me. Every little movement there feels like Sub-Zero because that is the visual style that I've been used to from MK1, 2, and 3. If you make a sprite version of that where you don't digitize it, then you're going to lose some of that essential, you know, oomph that makes that Sub-Zero that Sub-Zero, if that makes sense. I know. I I get that. My only argument against that is the fact that MK4 came out in arcades like a week later. Mm Mm-hmm. So they already made the jump to a different look. So it's like, that's what's fair. The di- um, so what's the point? Um, yeah, I, like okay, okay. So I think that's fair, but I think also when you're talking about transitioning from one visual style to another, you've got older probably NetherRealm uh, techs that are doing it in this old way, maybe for the sake of budget, but they haven't quite made this jump yet. Their new game came out, but they're still kind of in the new experimental phase of that. So they probably still were using a tried-and-true version because, like, hey, if you're going to make an experimental Mortal Kombat game where it's going to be adventure, you're going to use a visual technique that you know that, you, that you've got down. Like, they know what they're that, doing. That They've might got have been the case. Hostings, that, so, might have, so. that might have been the case. They wanted to do one game where it was completely completely a new look in the other game where it was a completely new gameplay but at least want to keep a familiar look and i'm just fucking bullshit no I, i'd have I, to look up i know. get the logic like the, it absolutely makes sense it's, i mean i appreciate the look of, of mythologies you know yeah. at the end of the day I, but are you saying no? that you wouldn't have thought it would have been interesting if you saw like a 2d sprite Oh, it would totally be interesting. I'd like to, I mean, we, we talked about, you know, what if there was a Street Fighter versus MK game and MK characters were, you know, sprite art instead of digitized actors. That'd be cool. I'd, I'd like to see a, a change up like that, but I don't know if this I is just, the game to, that should have done I don't it. Know. I feel like if they were going to go, if they were going to go to these, uh, side scroller, like, why not go all the way? And I mean, it, it's, it's it costs money. I understand. It's like they're not that big of a studio. Uh, hiring actors costs money too. It does, but they've are they're already used to that. They they already have a workflow for that, so it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think that's it. They they already had a workflow through it. And like yeah, I said, they already I think, had. A workflow I think it was a perfect it. choice because it's like this is familiar. What Mortal Kombat is? Let's translate it into a two D thing. Maybe doing a whole, you know, maybe that would have made it a great game. Maybe maybe if they did like full on, you know, two D sprite art. It would have been so different and such a brave decision. And if they just did good level design, it might have been a fucking hit. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a game like that. I'm pretty sure there's some. I haven't looked it up. If you think about it, it exists. I'm pretty sure there's probably a fan Mortal Kombat game with 2D sprite art out there somewhere. I think so. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. But... Um, but, uh, but, but I always just sort of like go by the thing that like at this point in time, when this game came out, like so many of Mortal Kombat's branding and audience was used to a particular visual style. And to be fair, that visual style made them distinct. It wasn't polygonal 3d like Tekken was back in the day. And it wasn't like, you know, beautiful 2d sprites like street fighter was, it was its own unique kind of thing. I think it's better from a business standpoint to keep that visual style that you have coined 
marketing for your game because that's what your audience is used to, then go full experimental with sprites, which another company, aka Capcom, has already done to really good useful effect because at that point you're trying you're you're kind of dangerously going into the realm of copy clone. But if if you are going to do it, if that's your goal, then you need to make that 2D sprite visual style very distinctive and not what Street Fighter was doing at that particular point in time. And I just feel like that if I was a guy who was a producer on MK Mythology, I would stay in safe zone because already the game is a new concept. So visually, if I can get my visuals down to a workflow that the, that the crew already knows how to do, I'm going to mm-hmm. go that route mainly to save on budget and also to make and not have to retrain my entire staff to do an entirely visual style they're not used to or hire new people. I'm going to keep my staff the way they are because I know that they can do this visual style that, that, that has been proven to work for the past, what, like seven, eight years now? You know, so I think, but, I, I think it's just from a marketing standpoint just better um, okay, if you're but, talking about visuals. But here's the thing. I get that. I get why the logic is, why they went into it, you know, beforehand. Like, the logic of, like, making this decision, going into the game, right, I get it. Makes sense. And you're saying it's cost-effective, it's, you know, it's the right business sense or whatever, right? But I'm saying, looking back 20-something years later, what did that logic get them? It got mm-hmm. them a, me- a mediocre game at best. A but, bad game by most stand. Like, I'm looking at the reviews. Most of them, a majority of them are like four, four out of fives or five out of fives or something like that. Like five, uh, four out of tens or five out of tens. I, I was going to say, that sounds strange. Sorry. No, no, like, yeah. they're like, you know. Yeah, but we know what the why. It's a level design. I'll even go further than that. But, I actually say, you seen that it's not, it's not the fact that they can be experimental with the 2D sprites. It's the fact that even if you get 2D sprites and you have this really cool, interesting visual style, it, you're not talking about changing the core mechanics of the game. And the core mechanics of the game are what fundamentally well, make yeah. it bad. That Point is, is like, no one is complaining. Pe- people that make those 4 out of 10 reviews aren't complaining about the visuals. So we kind of admitted we like the visuals. Especially the Wind Temple, and they're doing an experiment. That's the least, you know. Well, yeah. It's, it's, you know, so. It, it would have been interesting to see it done in a different visual style, but that's not what's wrong with the game. But, so. like, for me, going into the game before I played the whole thing, my thought of why this game wasn't good initially was because they tried to shoehorn a fighting game into a side-scroller. Yeah, like, yeah, that's definitely a gameplay issue. Not that was right. my problem with it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what you and get when, like I said, first attempt, trying to take Mortal Kombat, turn it into an adventure game. This is what you get. Had didn't quite, right? Didn't quite but, get it. But what I'm saying is that maybe it's not making sense. Maybe it, maybe I'm making a dumb point. I don't know. But my thing is like, if they had started by saying, okay, fully, this is going to be a side scroll, so we cannot. We shouldn't base this off of previous Mortal Kombat games, both mechanically and aesthetically. But I don't know why you wouldn't do that, because it's a Mortal Kombat game. Why you wouldn't do that, or why you wouldn't do yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, because it's a Mortal Kombat game. You want to keep it a little bit uh, in the 
realm of familiarity. Yeah, but... And that's the corner they painted themselves in when they made yeah, this game. Yeah, and, and this is why I was talking about branding. Like, Mortal Kombat married itself to this distinct visual style, so I don't understand... We're not even talking visual style at this point. Yeah. Like, we're talking about, you know, the game Mechanically. Play. Yeah, mechanically. 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 But the thing yeah, is, like, yeah, because, yeah. They, because they stuck with the... With the look and the, like... Because they stuck with how Mortal Kombat looks I mean, as a fighting game... I think game, that... They stuck with how the game plays as a fighting game, so that's why the, right. the, the like the face buttons are still high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick. Whereas yeah. it could have just been, it could have been a kick, a punch, a jump button, and the, or yeah, jump button, and then like a an attack or a special move button or something like that. Like it could have, they didn't. And, and the, that right. was their conception from the start: is that they wanted to make Mortal Kombat, but. You know, so maybe that's something, you know, that that's inherent at the beginning stages of the planning. Maybe they should have thought of, let's let's be a little bit more ballsier. Let's make something that isn't so married to it. But they really wanted it to be familiar to Mortal Kombat fans. So that was their that was their gamble. I I do. I do actually, Yasin, have a question for you. Um, Mm -hmm. When you were playing the game, going by that statement that you just made, when you're like when you're fighting someone, right? Um, other than the fact that you have to press a button to turn around, did this game feel like you were playing Sub Zero, a la Mortal Kombat Two, but you're just in a side scroller, or did it feel completely different? Uh, for the most part, it felt like Sub Zero, just not as tight. So the reason why I say that is that I feel like that's what they're going for. They're trying to take the Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat 2 or 3, since you have combos and a run button, and inserting that Sub-Zero mechanically, buttons and all, combos and all, into a side-scroller. They want that familiarity. I feel like that's by design rather than anything else. They yeah, This was the goal. That That's what they wanted. That's why you don't have... An entirely different button setup, but I do agree with you that for the type of game they're going for, I kind of wish they would have done that because you have something as crazy as a button that you have to use to turn around. If you're going to go that far already, you should just rewrite the whole damn mechanics. Um, if you're going to go that far, but they didn't. They wanted that familiarity of you. You're just playing Sub Zero, like you're fighting Scorpion in Mortal Kombat two or three, but we're just going to put him in a side-scrolling game with the same basic mechanical setup. Well, the thing like what what what's kind of frustrating is that it's never one or the other. Like when you're fight when you're going through the game and fighting the random like just the enemies, it doesn't fully feel like a side scroll as far as like how you like fight them. But then when you have these like one on one fights like with Scorpion or Fujin or whatever, it also doesn't feel like a fighting game. So it's like you don't get either. So it's like this weird sort of mechanical hybrid of like, hey, we want you to play like a fighting game, but mechanically it doesn't work like a fighting game. And yeah, like, so then when, when, of... it, when it makes you kind of like have a fighting game moment, it doesn't feel like it. And then when you have like a side-scroller moment, it doesn't always feel like it as well. Which yeah, is for, I can... for me, like, like I said, I, got, I recently got Shaolin Monks and I was playing a little bit of that. That's a completely different... Uh, it's a completely different perspective, completely different like button layout, completely different feel for it. 
but it still feels like I'm playing as Kung Lao or Liu Kang. It's just in a different way. Hmm. Is that because they changed what, you know, the, um, the, I haven't played Shaolin Monk, so you have to tell me. So they changed the way that Kung Lao moves entirely. Like, you're still playing Kung Lao. I mean, Kung it's a 3D but... space. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not even, it's not even similar at all. To, yeah, to it's not similar at all. You have a game. light attack, yeah. a heavy attack. Although don't they, they don't they do traditional matches in Shallow Monks where you just they probably do somebody? I haven't gone there yet. Oh. It's not so you're saying that that it's not like they took the exact same timing and animations and movement from say MK3 Kung Lao and just made it 3D, but they actually took a 3D Kung Lao and gave him an entirely move set that is unique just to Shallow Monks. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean see, you still have I you think... still have you still have the hat throw, but it's done differently. You have yeah. the spin is done differently. You have the teleport is done differently. Yeah, and I and I actually think that in the and I think this is where Shallon Monks is better because I feel like that someone somewhere um, who worked for Midway Games at the time actually knew this and said, "Hey, we're going to do this. We're not going to take you know MK3 Sub Zero and give him all the same timing and mechanics from MK3 and just put it in a 2D side scroller." They're like, "Okay, if we're going to make an entirely new concept of a game from Mortal Kombat, not a fighting game, more like an adventure game, then we need to rewrite the move set that's going to work fundamentally with our mechanics of the game and make it and make it merge better. Otherwise, you get mythologies where it feels like you're playing two different games that are not exactly working together in sync." Um, and I feel like that, that, and I feel like that's honestly, I agree with you. I feel like they should have done that for mythologies, but they didn't because they wanted that familiarity because they thought it was a bankable thing to do because they knew that players would be familiar with how that sub zero works. I can see the appeal on paper; it just doesn't work in execution, as you pointed out. Yeah, and <laughs> I guess this is what I do in every episode. I <sighs> somehow relate it back to Power Rangers. Nothing wrong with that. I made a food analogy, so go for it. So, when Power Rangers became popular, it was because of those, like, suits, right? The Zoo Ranger suits, right? And then once they got to Season 2, it's at the height of the popularity. They can't change the suits. So they're like, okay, we're just going to change the swords, but we're going to keep the dinosaur suits. And then by the time we got to Season 3 popularity is starting to like eh, a little bit wane a little bit but people are still there and they're like we got to keep the suit still but the sentai footage we can't make any more new sentai footage they got to borrow from the next season which was ninjas so then they made them have to go through this whole quest to get these ninja outfit uh, ninja stuff and ninja swords and all that stuff but then when they morph they're still the dinosaur suits it makes a yeah. disconnect because, like, well, why are they still dinosaur heads and all that stuff if they're, they're fight their new mechs, their new mechs are like gorillas and stuff like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And then the season after that, they're like, well, screw it, we're gonna destroy those powers. We're gonna fully adapt the next season, which is Zeo stuff, and it's a new suits, new Zords, all that stuff. By that point, yeah, uh, a lot of the popularity had kind of dropped off a little bit. But it made for such a more refreshed show, in a way. Because everything is new. They don't have to be tied to the old suits from, like, three, four years ago. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what happened here, is, like, they had to keep it tied to the original three games. But they wanted to try something new. And they were stuck in that limbo between the two. 
Yeah, that, that makes sort of makes sense. sense. No, that that does make sense. It does make sense. I see what he's saying. That's why I feel like if they had just, I mean, obviously from the beginning, it should have been like we need to make this mechanically fully side scroller. Yeah, and you know, it's not nothing I, wrong with taking I, you know uh, notes from like the best side scrollers that are out at the time, but at the same time, it's like babies, kids. God bless it. You uh, keep mentioning this damn game. Like, look it up. Do you remember the show Baby's Kids? Barely. Yes, and I and I never want to play a game, game of it. Of it. Yeah, I, anyway. I literally never want to uh, play that game. I want to. I want to really defend the use of the digitized actors because I see no reason why they would have thought to do something different. But I will give you that if they would have went full out, done something completely different, it might have been a better. It might have been a better game. Even if it wasn't, it would have been like, okay, you guys at least gave it a full shot. Yeah, yeah. Whereas over here, it felt like they were kind of just, you know, keeping their toes in what's bankable, obviously, which financially makes sense. But they still wanted to, they weren't fully, whereas like with Shadow Monks, it felt like, yeah, they were in the 3D era at that time, so everything was 3D. But it's like, they still went completely different with how the game played compared to and look, I really to need to play some shallow. Models. Yeah, like like to use you seen now. I used the food analogy. Now I'm going to use an art analogy, which is going to be better. Um, and Hopefully. you know the way the way you want mythologies to be is that you want a painting to be started from a white blank canvas, and you want the painting to have one brush and a color palette, and you just want to paint a whole new image. And I feel like that would be that would work for this because you're doing something fully experimental with no prerequisite. But what they did is that they did a cheat. Photoshop. They took Sub-Zero from a previous game with a previous moveset and then they basically copy-pasted him and superimposed him onto a canvas with a, like, with a copy-pasted background and posed that and then they painted a little bit. They painted a little bit on top of it so you get this mess. Like You get this mushy mess where it's not quite a painting and it's not quite a graphic design concept. It's like both of them merged together and it looks cluttered and it's terrible. I don't know. And I, I think mean, they didn't just copy and paste Sub-Zero though. They, they, no, they, they, filmed, did whole they filmed a new Sub-Zero. And he looks cool. But at the same time, it took only a week. But I guess that could yeah. have been, again, workflow improvements. Well, How long did well, it take to film in the, in the MK1, 2, and 3? I don't know. Yeah. Well, see, we this I thought I was something that I thought was actually kind of good visually, but mechanically it's bad. Um, so I'll, It's I'll like you can make it, a so. mechanically good game with the same visuals. It's just Yeah, but what they did is that the yeah, way... But, like, the way Sub-Zero does a kick, the way he does a punch, the way he does a combo, it really does feel like that the way he moves and the way the input happens when Yasin presses the buttons, it feels like this is MK3 Sub-Zero. His moveset is just copy and pasted from one game to another with slight alterations. You say copy and pasted. I say that's what people expect. They want to be able yeah. to do high punch, low kick, and ground freeze. That's yeah, what Sub-Zero but, does. But, but the thing is, though, Josh, whenever I look at it visually, I see the same frames that, like, so if Sub-Zero but it's a does new, a... it's a new recording. It's not copy-pasted from 3. Yeah, but I'm just saying it feels like it. But I agree with Yasin's point that if they would have built that character from the ground up for this one particular game... They did. They photographed using... a new... They photographed John Turk fresh. So they yeah. built... So if they did that, it doesn't feel like it. You know what? This w- it should have just been a Baraka story. That's what. That's the answer. <laughs> it's <just> been <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Like I making video games is hard. Yeah. Even bad games are hard to make. Yeah, yeah and, that's true. I mean, 
having a game having to do this game in 14 months while also making an arcade game for four that's a lot that is a lot lot, to put on one studio well now granted their their team has been expanding expanded into expanded three We'll, right. we'll still, discover in our research still, for four just how big they were at this point. So I don't, might have not been that much. But it was of still a, simultaneous. The, the, they both came out the same month. Yeah. So, I I mean I, they did the best they could, but it's just it's just it could have been you know higher up saying we need to do this. I don't know. I don't know who, how who, you know. At the end of the day, they had to do what they had to do to make the to put this game out it's just i just and i'm also i mean obviously none of us are game designers so we don't or game developers we don't know how this stuff actually works but yeah it's just yeah i just wish this game like you said josh it had potential and i feel like if they had if they had if they were given more time and if they were able to like rebuild from the ground up just how this yeah you want Sub-Zero to feel like Sub-Zero, but it's like things could have been changed to make this feel more like a side scroll. Like, you did not need a high punch, low punch, high kick, low kick. I For guess. me, personally, playing the game, I didn't need all that. But, the so combos yeah, then barely they're tied came down out. into whether they want it to feel like Mortal Kombat or not, and that's why they included those. Mm-hmm. You know, they're left with the, the decision about whether or not how much they want it to feel like Mortal Kombat. So yeah. That's why they left those in there. Yeah. And that's why and it feels I, like I'm not that's gonna what fault they were them for that yeah. either. It's just... Yeah, like, I know we're kind of like ragging on, I guess, like visual style and mechanics of the game, but no, Yassine's right. I mean, like, when you're trying to make a game like this, and considering that they were making Mortal Kombat 4 at the same time, a lot of these, like, constraints that this game clearly has in it from time to time, I think, really sort of emphasize just, like, yeah. This was probably like a struggle. You have a limited production time. You're trying to use old tried and true formulas while also transitioning into a new experimental one when you're trying to take Mortal Kombat into a fully 3D space, when they, uh, which they did with Mortal Kombat 4. So, if anything, Mythologies feels like a transition game um, overall. And when you have that, you're probably going it's, it's, it to... It's either going to hit or it's not going to hit, but it's going to be experimental almost from the get-go, which is what this game was. And I remember thinking to myself, like, man... Like, this game has some interesting one-offs that kind of make no sense why they're there. Like, I remember when we were talking about it in the game, we're fighting all these different enemies, and then all of a sudden, you know, sure, we're just going to fight a random flaming T-Rex that can shoot fire at you with a dude riding on it that that we had not seen as any enemy, any enemy polygon before. And we just now get it, and it's like one of the hardest bosses in the entire game. And like, also, it's a 3D model and not a sprite, which is yeah, it's weird. It's just visually, it's weird because we're like, where did they, it feels so random? Which kind of tells you a bunch of the jumbling that was going on, like in this game. Usually, when you see that, that where things are just that random, you know that behind the scenes something is not clicking. Like there's no cohesive structure. Like why would they have? You know, I, and I remember I you saying when you were playing that yeah. level, like you couldn't even find that dang T Rex. We had to read a walkthrough to tell you where oh, to yeah. go, which would have been it would have been visually cool if you just would have randomly found it. And, I'll, and we're, we would be like, "What? Why is there a T Rex that breathes fire in this game when it was never even hinted at before?" But it's hell, 
Yeah, because it's I, hell. I, mean, I like that part of the game because it felt like they, they had their five-year-old being like, what's going to be in hell? I want a T-Rex breathing fire. Gotcha. You got it. Uh, yeah. It's but just, the level design was horrible on that level. So okay. Yeah, it's just... But just... But but it's it's just so random that you you're kind of thinking like okay this game had some consistency for the first couple of lovers but you can see the you know the consistency kind of falling to the side and I can't tell if this was if they're trying to be experimental or if they're just shoving crap in just to pad the game out but that's what it feels like because some of those later levels man there's just no visual cues about where to go and what to do unless you have a walkthrough which is what i was helping provide in the twitch stream and usually if i if you have to have that it's usually not a good sign for your game because the game is not doing its job with giving you visual cues about where to go and what to do. It's just not doing a great job of it, which is why fundamentally, despite visuals, mechanically is where this game is really flawed. Yeah, I feel like, and it's very evident in like uh, the water stage, which I feel like that one was a very confusing maze for me. Um, I think the, what was the stage called? The Bridge of Immortality, which is the one where we fight the three robots and then the dinosaur. I believe so, yeah. That one, I feel like it was a bit confusing and also you wouldn't know where to find the dinosaur without, like you said, without just either by accident or going through a strategy guide. But also it was just visually not the most interesting level. And then the last level, which was also another maze, yeah. That one was also one of those that was just like, well, to me it felt like it was a they were padding it out by making another labyrinth maze kind of thing again. Yeah. And you had to you had to go up all these like elevators again and go down and go around and this and that. It's like I don't know, that that was frustrating as well. So those three levels for me are the least my least favorite levels. The first level is kinda of like, eh, it it's getting you acclimated. It's not it's okay. I think two was the best level because they just they did so many things to experiment with it. Uh, the yeah. third level is that's okay. It's not that memorable. It kind of reminds me of the first level, just with oh, it did it did have all those like uh, traps, the environmental traps with the was the third level the fire level or the water the level? earth one earth one Jesus. Yeah, that's the one with the, the, the... The second one makes sense as being the best because that's where they were really showcasing it because, you know, the first stage is the, the trainer stage and now you're really setting out in the world and they wanted to show off as much as they could and that's probably yeah. why it's the best level. Yeah, the third yeah. one was just all in caves and you're do- dodging all those, like, guillotine mm-hmm. things. Not guillotine, sorry. Just the swinging axes and stuff. Pendulums. Pendulum Pendulum, blades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um... The fourth one, I think that's the water one, right? Yeah, fourth one was the water one, which the order anymore. was annoying because, <laughs> like, the the only amusing thing about that was those freaking was it was it eels or crocodiles? Oh god, the it electric was, eels! Yeah, yeah, it was eels. Yeah, that was a annoying, but also kind uh, of amusing. I forget laughing at those. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That was pretty good, but then it it just it had that whole labyrinth thing where you just had to keep going around trial and error to figure out where all these like keys were. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's the thing. Like honestly, I thought it was absolute. 
it wouldn't have been so bad as if you like in the level where you had to fight the you know the t-rex that breathes fire where like you could in theory get around that and not fight that boss but just grab the key and run if you wanted to but no the game says no you have to beat this thing in order to actually do it and i feel like that's that's one of those unnecessary lame things. I've never liked the idea in certain games, depending on how it's designed, where you actually have to beat the boss to get the key. If especially if it's going to be a random one-off like mm. that one is. That's pretty if basic could, design, though. Yeah, it is pretty basic design. It's just but like that... I'm 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 not I'm not a fan of like the because again, Yasin would never have found that unless we actually did a walkthrough because that thing was located under that starting area. It wasn't like. Later on in the level, as you progress further, like a boss like that should be, it was like basically a hidden boss technically, well, is, but you like, still had to beat it. Like it was, you had no choice. It was below, like you said, it was below the starting point where you had to take a leap of faith, where even though yeah, most of the game trained you that you don't want to fall between the gaps mm-hmm. because you're going to die. So there was no... There was, there well, even the really second level had that... some shit like that, right? Yeah, like, there's no visual indication no. that you're supposed to go that way. Yeah, the second right. level has some shit where you're, you're supposed to make leaps of faith. Does it not? Uh, it yeah, did. it did, but you can kind of get... But that's the thing. Like, You're not like doing a leap of faith to quote-unquote get to a boss because right. eventually you hit a dead end where like the game is telling you, like, okay, you've gone this far. You know you can't go this way, so obviously there's something this way you have to go. And you can see ledges potentially that you haven't been to yet that you're thinking, okay, maybe I'm supposed to get up here. There's a bit of that. But in that level where you have to fight the dinosaur, unless you know how to take a not even a leap of faith but a drop of faith, you're just not going to know. Like and it's one thing if you if it's optional where you don't need to go down there it's just an optional enemy but you have to go down there like you have to fight that thing you cannot get out of this level and Yasin did it like he went all the way to the far right of the level realized oh I have to go back because Jay's telling me that there's this T Rex I have to fight and he had to go all the way back to the beginning and there's just no way he would have known that because the game is so um, set on progressing you from left to right not down and left. Like that, like that T Rex was. So it's just one of those things that's just it's visually inconsistent um, for a boss of that caliber. And then you also yeah. have to fight those three robots, which two of them were the exact same robot. Yeah. yeah. And all all four of the bosses, it was a specific way you had to fight them, and even a specific way you had to kick them in order to take down health and then it was just chip damage the whole way through yeah it was it was just such a tedious thing where you had to have perfect timing and but there was you couldn't again mm, it's called mortal kombat <laughs> mythology sub-zero and you can't use the freeze mechanic uh, function in any of these bosses yeah that to me I thought was egregious a little bit too. It's like, okay, hey, in certain boss battles, your freeze is gonna do nothing, which means you gotta use Josh's A like ABK style, always be kicking. Like that's what you gotta do. And that's but that's the thing. The game is not gonna tell you this or even hint at it. It's just like, nope. N- fire your freeze ball and realize it doesn't work and get wrecked. Like that's hey, what it's, it's telling just you. It's like to do. fighting mm-hmm. bosses in regular Mortal Kombat. I guess so. Uh, Yeah. I guess so, but you could... At least you could freeze some of them. Yeah, you could freeze Goro. You could totally freeze Goro. You can't freeze Motaro, though. Yeah, that's true. true. 
But the thing is, like, I could freeze Fujin. That's true. But I can't freeze these guys. Uh, like, okay, so there's another boss. I think it's in the... Uh, it's in the Earth one, I think. The one where you had, where it was like this big lumbering golem and you had to, like, hit the button to drop yeah, down the Earth. platform to hit it. Yeah, that was yeah. an inventive boss fight. That's a very Zelda boss fight. I, I kind of dug that one, even though it took a while to figure out. But once you figure out the man, I was like, okay, there is a way to take down, take damage off this guy in a, in a sufficient way. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I feel like none of the ones in this level, which is level seven, had that yeah. at all. Yeah, like, I'm actually thinking that if you had an alternate way to defeat the T-Rex, rather than doing this, like, just ticking kick move that you had to do against it over and over and over again just to survive the fight, like, if you could, like, lead it somewhere and just, like, get it to fall off a cliff or something and the game just counts it as defeated, I feel like that would have been way better. Like, because you have options. You can choose to fight it 1v1 if that's your goal, even though your freeze doesn't do anything to it. Or you can do what... You know, you guys just said with the golem fight where you have this alternate way of beating it using just the, you know, just the inherent um, visuals of the level to do it. Like you knock it off a cliff or you, you know, bait it into something that that eventually kills it. That to me would have been at least refreshing because the game is giving you uh, like an alt way out because it realizes what it's doing to you. This game didn't do that. This game is like... LOL, like freaking your freeze doesn't do anything. You have to kick this T-Rex that breeds fire that'll kill you in two shots. Make it happen, boy. And this is only like, you know, the first key you need in this level. You've got two more of these to do. So it's just, I, it's just jarringly weird. Because at this point, uh, I believe you have the air ice blast. I thought you had to like freeze the, the dude riding the dinosaur. And that would stop it or paralyze it for a while or something. But nope. That would make sense. Nope, nothing. Nope. So yeah, the that's, guy is that's insignificant. It really is. Like you could have just had the, the, the fire breathing dinosaur. Yeah. You didn't need that dude. But that's what I mean that this level is like probably one of the weakest one. It's just like design wise it wasn't that interesting to me. Uh mechanics wise, it was confusing as far as like how to get these like different keys and then you had all these uh Mm -hmm. bosses that were just frustrating to fight against and i feel like the end of the game is where you really feel that 14 month production time because you know you have some consistency and even some visually interesting stuff in the early part of the game because even though the water level by fundamental by fundamental was just a maze of bullcrap at least visually it's it's way visually it's it's visually more interesting when you think about the levels that came before it. But once you get to the later levels, it feels like just one long horizontal platform, platform, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight. And then you have bosses that make no sense why they're just so, they're so gosh darn hard because they feel incomplete because it feels like there should be alternate ways to beat them. And again, going back to this, that's why I feel like that you're really starting to feel that 14 month production time because right, probably around when they were getting to that point of the game, they realized, okay, we have to we have to brush this out. We have a deadline to meet, and it kind of feels that way. The more I think about it. Hmm. Also, being a Mortal Kombat game, I think there's only two instances where you can actually do a fatality. Yeah, that's weird. Scorpions one, and there's that chick. That you can do uh, yeah, it what's on? her name? Um, Hayata, oh, uh, Serena. Hita, 
Azarina, something like that. Yeah, if you we spared her because if you spare her, she helps you out later. But I guess you can fatality her. But like, and I know you know back in the day, no one knew how to do fatalities, so you had to figure (laughs) it out yourself. But there wasn't really an indicator that. You were supposed to do a fatality at that point? I mean, yeah, there is. Scorpion, you beat Scorpion, he falls to his knees and says, Spare me. What the fuck do you think you're going to do? That's that's pretty telegraphed right there. I guess. And the same thing for Serena. I think she says the same thing. Spare me. It's an obvious setup to make a moral decision. Hmm. I guess. You just got to know the move, which, you know... Yeah, we True. got the... But the thing is... I mean, that's kind of why... Again, Shaolin Monks, I think, is a superior game in so many ways. You also, I mean, you have more opportunities to do it because you can just do it on normal enemies, but they tell you how to do the first one. Oh. Hmm. And then after that, I, I don't know if you learn them or you have to unlock them by doing random stuff, but you hit a button to initiate the, the finish him so he hits the character. And you go into this finishing, uh, finish, finishing move, like zone, like everything goes black. You just see you and the character, and then you do the combo, like front, 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 square or whatever, and then they do the fatality. And huh. I don't know. I feel like there's a better way to do it if it's a side scroller or a different. If it's different from to train you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and that's how good game design should be. It just sort of guides you along a little bit. At least at the beginning. Yeah. But once again, this is Mortal Kombat trying something different and they yeah. had an area where they, there was no hand holding. Yeah. yeah. That too. Yeah, once again, di- different times, man. You know, they expect you to go buy the Prima strategy guide. <laughs> Get all the moves. Is it Prima or Prima? I always pronounced it Prima. Hmm. I always pronounced it Prima. Prima. Prima could be it. I don't hmm. know. It could be either. To help to find that answer. Um, what else do you want to say about the game? I don't know. We've gone on uh two hours. Good two hours. I didn't think you know. Yeah. I was I was worried we'd stop at twenty minutes. So I was starting to get worried. Oh uh, no no! Actually, one thing I love about this conversation is that we had some pretty interesting conversations about the fundamental philosophy about what makes good game design, what what doesn't, and Mortal Kombat branding in terms of a visual style. I actually think that's way more interesting than what I was originally anticipating for this podcast. So I am fully satisfied hmm. with our review of Mortal Kombat Mythologies because we're all kind of on the same page. We kind of agree it's. Josh, I think even you agree with this now. It's not a good game. It is an ambitious game that tries to do something different, but ultimately fails because it's a bit of a transitionary game because Mortal Kombat 4 was being made at the same time, but they still tried something different. It just kind of doesn't work, even though on paper it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, that's fair. That's accurate. I would say it's an ambitious game. An ambitious idea for a game where that they didn't, uh, they didn't fully realize because they didn't take the full jump. But I, that could be because of the production time that they had, or the manpower that they had. They probably just did. They didn't have the opportunity, maybe, to take the full leap of faith and you know go full on. So, yeah, but and you're I seen... think, but we 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 are still you know talking about the end result which for me i think is still a bad game 
I'm glad I have it. I'm glad that I beat it. It's just, I don't think it's a game that I would play again for a really, really long time, if at all. And you're seeing mad props to you for actually going through the game from beginning to end <laughs> and then streaming it on Twitch because there are plenty of times with seeing how often you died. Granted, I was thoroughly entertained, but I could feel your palms sweating on that controller for how often <laughs> I tried the same thing over I mean, and over that again. Last and, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I did, and I did feel sorry for you for that. That last stream, I had to like take a break for like 20 minutes because like my hand. Yeah, 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 because like it just. Watching you, me trying to like read a walkthrough while you're going through this, and sometimes I even got the walkthrough wrong. I'm like, oh, wait, guys, I know I said this thing, but I really should have been saying this thing. And you guys were like, Jay, what are you doing? Like, well, you I just also did this would, thing. Like, you also would tell yeah. us like five steps at once. Like, yeah, yeah. let me get <laughs> yeah, there first. I, I did. Yeah, admittedly, I did. And I felt and I felt bad for that. But <laughs> it's also like at the time I'm sitting here watching a scene just go through it. He's powering through because he was bound and determined to beat this game. And by golly, he did it because, man, it looked like it was a chore. And it made me realize I don't think I could even though I never played this game, I don't think I want to play this game because it's just like it looks like it wasn't particularly all that fun to play, even I, though you went through uh, I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna play it, although I will admit I don't think I could stomach the whole the whole experience. I think because I was playing on stream and you guys were there to help me out and to also keep me sane, that's probably the mm-hmm. only reason why I beat it. Oh. I don't I think I would have given up if I had played it on my own. Couldn't have done it without you guys, right? Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what well, that's what the combat bros are here to do, man. <laughs> Is that our name? Yeah, man. So we're combat, combat bros. We <laughs> yeah, I like that combat bros. Yeah, uh, I'll be like Johnny Cage. I'll start handing out autographs. It'll be great. <laughs> so Jay's Johnny Cage. I guess it's Liu Kang or Sonya. Which ones? Which you seen? Between me and you. I think Yassine is going to choose Liu Kang. I don't think that's a hard choice. He wants to choose Liu Kang, but is he Liu Kang? I don't think either of us fit either of them. So That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, I don't know who among us is going to be Sonya, but it sure ain't well, Actually, you, no, it's already Yassine, but it ain't you. You've seen Sonya, seen Blade, and I'm JBB Yabukang. So. That's wow. true. <laughs> there you go. It's already decided. And you're Jano, so you're not Johnny Jano Cage. But you know, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being Kano. I'm yeah. perfectly fine with that. There are worship worse options out there. I'll be Kano. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Man. So yeah, I think that is our review of yeah, Mortal wrap Kombat this up, Mythology huh? Sub Zero. Yeah. yeah. Stay tuned for other fun episodes where I'm sure in a future episode we were reviewing uh, Mortal Kombat Special Forces and, of course, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, which you've seen will have a lot more better things to say about, I'm sure. I mean, I already do. I've only played like an hour or so. <laughs> and, however, before all that, we'll probably be playing four pretty soon. Yep. yep that's, that's coming our, up. That is actually our next game. Yep. Yep. That's our, ne- that's our next big one. So Not that'll necessarily be our next episode, but our next game for sure. Yeah. But Do I'm looking forward to playing that. Four, by the way, Josh? No, no. Um, if if I had it, I would have also had Mythologies. I've seen it at my local game shop. Uh, I might track it down for our MK4 episode, but I'm probably going to play the GOG version for that. Yeah, it's more arcade. That's one I have to arcade. Yeah, and whatever. and I for one cannot wait and to play Mortal Kombat Four because I've I've never played it on a home console version. I've only ever played it on arcade, and that is a handful of times I'm, because admittedly I didn't like it when it first came out. <laughs> 
I will say I played the shit out of MK4 compared to mythologies. I played a lot of MK4 and N64. But I've only played it on PC. I had the PC version. Right, yeah, you played it on the keyboard with your brother, right? On the keyboard. That's fucking crazy. I don't know. But we we had so much fun playing that game, though. Yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, You know, we'll get to really critiquing it, but, you know, it plays like 2D MKs. 2D MKs, so, you know. I mean, if you if you ever do track down the uh, N sixty four version, I'd probably come over to your place to play it. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, we wanted to do with mythologies, but yeah, uh, well, I'll track it down because once again, highlighting the differences, uh, it'll be interesting to see how the 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 FMVs compared uh, between the arcade and N sixty four are you know marketedly different. Yeah, N sixty four still does MP three or MP threes. FMVs, but they're in-engine and they're a little more clunky and in some endings, they even change what happens a little bit. But, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah, if you want to play, I got two controllers, bro, so I got my base N64 controller and then I got your freaking stupid turbo whatever third-party controller. I'll just pass that to you be like, here's your controller, bro. I think I have two. I still have two of my controllers. Actually, I think I do have a second regular one and like most N64 controllers though, the, the the fucking joystick is getting worn the fuck out. Luckily, it's MK, so I think you can use the D-pad. Yeah, I have the regular gray one, and I have the purple see-through one. Oh, cool. Yeah, I just have two gray ones, and then, yeah, we're third-party turbo or whatever. Yeah. So, Josh, so being that, you know, now that we've have, that we've completed our review of Mortal Kombat Mythology, mm-hmm. go ahead and take it away. What have you got for us today for our outro? Oh, um, well, I'll just... I'll say that, uh, I always start out by saying, I'll say, like, no shit, I'll say. Um, if you were to be playing through the Nether Realm level and fight the Shining Knight on the Dinosaur, the advice I might give you might be something similar to when we were at uh, Derek's birthday celebration, our friend Derek, at, once again, a place of business I mention a lot, the Joystick, the arcade bar, uh, where... He was playing the Jurassic Park rail shooter game, and I was very drunk at this point. And the advice I gave to him frequently throughout the whole night, and the advice I would give you here in Mortal Kombat Anthologies is just this. Shoot the dinosaur! (laughs) Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at CombatTimePod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash combat time podcast. You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!